Howdy, 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 folks. Welcome to the first of the new Garage Gamer episodes. This episode, actually, uh, I recorded it with Heather, I don't know, what, two weeks after The Last Jedi came out. And then I got delayed in editing, and delays became more delays. And then it's like, oh, it's probably too late to put this out. But now everybody's in a big hubbub around the house because it's coming out on on video. And since you can pick it up on video, everyone's all excited. So I figured, you know what? It's coming out on video all over the place. We'll just put it out. You know, we put the work in, did the time. I just didn't want it to go to waste. So here's the first of the Garage Gamers. And uh, sorry about the delay in the future. I'm thinking that we will probably, if we're going to talk uh, talk about a, a movie of some sort, it will. we will try to be more timely with that. Next month will probably not be a movie review. In fact, I believe there is a board game that Harrison and I and uh, Chris Barnett have been playing a whole bunch, and that will probably be the next Garage Gamer. But for now, please enjoy our voyage into the strange compilation of scenes that is The Last Jedi. We won again! This is good, but what is best in life? How about... Wrong! I would summon the demon Lord Sarajan and all in hell! Wrong! Wrong! Hold on! What is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and let a lamentation of your women. Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Howdy, 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 and welcome to the rebirth of Garage Gamer, folks. Yes, that is right. Uh, thanks to all of our wonderful, beautiful, fantastical uh, patrons over at Patreon. Uh, we have hit a level where Garage Gamer is coming back. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, because I haven't done this in, in over a year, uh, Garage Gamer was where uh, Christopher and I, back when he was on the show, started this as a place to talk about other things that weren't, uh, well, Warhammer Fantasy, now Age of Sigmar. So if you're listening to this, um, what's going to happen is as long as the patron level stays at the level where this is is a thing uh once a month uh, i'm going to come on uh talking about other games uh but not just games other things other you know bits of fandoms that uh that i really enjoy uh, we're going to call this one garage gamer number one because we haven't done one in a while and christopher and i had a wonky letter system so if we came back to the same game to talk about it later we'd use that same letter with a number we're not doing that anymore we're gonna do this once a month we're gonna talk stuff um and so I'll have different people on every month. So it might even just be me sometimes. But uh, we're going to once a month come on and talk about something that's not Age of Sigmar that I really enjoy that doesn't really belong on the main show or, or we don't have enough time to sit and jabber jaw about on the toolbox. And so uh, that's what this here is for. So welcome. Um, and thank you all the patrons at Patreon who, like I said, made this possible a third show a month on this feed for all of you. 
Um, so and hopefully you'll enjoy. Um, today we're going to be talking Star Wars, and who else would I possibly have on than the other biggest fan of Star Wars that I know uh, in in and in the house? So it's easy to get a recording time. Uh, my wife Heather. Heather, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome, David. Although Morgan is starting to uh, get up there with the Star Wars fandom. Yeah, uh, she's. I don't know what's going on. She's like got. I think she's like the Kylo and Ray thing drew her in, and now she's watched all of them, and now she likes like them. multiple times over the last you know seventy two hours. It's kind of it's a little frightening. Over over break, I think she's watched the entire series more than once now. Yeah, she has all of them. Yeah, although uh, well, she skipped two. I, she, she, she skipped watched two. it once, and then she's like, "Not nah, skipping two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a little. It's. I. I, I I'm a bit upset. Because I tried to get her to watch these movies for years, and she basically told me to go jump in a lake. I know. And now it's like, well, The Force Awakens. Well, you know, and the thing is, and it's not even, she just likes The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Now she's gone back, and now she likes them all. And I'm like, I told you they were good. Yeah, but nobody ever listens to me. You know what, though? Let me just take a step back here, though, and say, isn't this exactly what you want to happen with the Star Wars film? Every generation has their has their trilogy, right? Yep. And and this is exactly what Lucasfilm and Disney wants, right? So, oh, yeah. To restart a generation or to get pull in a generation. And Morgan is, for our listeners who don't know, is 15 years old. And doesn't like fantasy or science fiction, period. Like, just... She and sometimes I think it's she doesn't like it because everybody else in the house likes it. So Morgan, Morgan's the middle child, so I think that goes it explains a lot. She's not a big fan of the comic book movies, though. Like she likes a couple of them. She doesn't. She hates DC. Hates DC. Oh yeah. She likes Marvel. She likes the Marvel movies. Yeah, she won't go see any of the DC nope. movies. Well, she the DC movies haven't been very good, but even like the good animated. Like, stuff. I had to drag her to Wonder Woman because I was like, "Girl, as a woman, you need to watch this." Yeah, and it, and it's good. That's the thing. It was well, yeah, good. well, it, it does have that distinction of being an excellent film on its own. But um, so so this is this Morgan was too young, I think, for the prequels. Clearly, she wasn't there for the original trilogy. So this is this is her this is her trilogy. Yeah. Well, it's funny though because now Kira's well, eleven. Mm-hmm. This is her. This she, is, this but is, she got into it before because she's loved she episode enjoys one. these. She enjoys these, but if you ask Kira what her favorite Star Wars movie is, it, it's Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Was it That's three? I thought she liked one. She watched no, one a bunch. She no, likes three. it's Episode Three because she, she likes when the twins are born. Oh, well, and that was Harrison's because I took him. He was four, I think, mm-hmm. and when I took him, and he really, he really enjoyed it. Quite so for a Morgan bit. and Kira, this is their trilogy. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we got a whole family full of Star Wars fans. Now, here's what we're going to do with this. Um, we're going to treat this, if you are a Garage Hammer listener, you know how I do book reviews. Um, so, first of all, if you haven't watched this, this movie yet, this is, this is yeah, nothing yeah. but spoilers. Turn, 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 turn away now. Go back. Go um, back. Now, so what we're going to do is we're kind of going to go through, we're going to talk about our first impressions, uh, and then we're going to kind of go through the movie, sort of, you know, in the, or in the, mov- in the movie, in the movie, in the... In the order it went, we're going to try not to just jump around, so that way we can t- kind of hit all. We did the, have a big things. discussion about this because I was actually more towards going through a storyline at a time. So I apologize if I jump around a little. bit. We will jump around a little bit, but I think if we kind of at least I have all my notes in 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 you know movie scene order, so that way we can sort of discuss. 
And I'm certain we'll get dragged off on little topics here and there. And I do have the visual dictionary as a reference guide because, yes, I am that kind of fan. Yep. You got the one for, you have the one for uh, The Force Awakens too, don't you? And Rogue One. And Rogue One. Nice. Yeah. All right. So why don't we start off now? Okay. I went and we went to the theater and I actually was at the theater instead of trying to go online because online for Force Awakens was a nightmare. So after Kira got out of dance class, we just drove. I got her some food, and we sat at the Hawthorne Theater waiting for the tickets to go on sale. Keep in mind, this is not the theater closest to our home. It's about 20 miles away. But it was... It was but it's a, ni- it's it's a, a nice, nice theater. theater. Yeah. And um, so I sat there, and uh, as soon as tickets went on sale, we got the, you know, the pick-your-own-seats theater with the reclining seats. I bought us all tickets. Um, now, originally, it was going to be... Me and my a buddy of mine and a couple of our other friends. There's going to be six of us. Yes, I I was not going to go. I actually don't like going to movies the opening night when they open on like Thursdays. I do prefer to go on the Friday. And for Last Jedi, I actually took the day off. Now, don't don't label me the crazy fan. I had like ten vacation days I had to use by the end of the year, and I said, well, might as well. Exactly. Um, hey, I took the day off. I took. A, I have yeah, two pers- only because I was going to. I have two personal days, and you're like, I'm taking off. You want to go with? And so we both took off. So, so you are aware before we even saw anything other than the trailer, we had tickets for seven o'clock Thursday night for me, and then we had three sets of tickets, just basically three shows in a row, um, for Friday. So we had ticket. We we're going to see it four times in the first twenty four hours. Like we were like we just could not wait to see this, even if it wasn't that good. You know, heck, I saw episode one four times the day it came out. So I don't, you know, I don't worry about that t- sort of thing. Now, um, what wound up happening was my buddy Danny, right after he said he wanted a ticket, had to cancel because he couldn't go. So that, uh, so Harrison got that ticket, and then another friend said they couldn't go, and so. Uh, Heather said she would take that ticket. So now suddenly the three of us were all going. So um, we go, we sit down, we watch the whole movie. Now just first impressions after we saw it the first time because I, I think both of our impressions have changed a bit. I've seen it six times now. I have seen it nine times as of this recording Yeah, on January 2nd. Yeah, so we walked out of the theater. Uh, everyone, uh, now when the movie, the credits started rolling, I hear everybody talking about how awesome it is. People were applauding. Everyone's seeing how great it was. And so you guys heard you all talking. And so I think you really loved it that first time you saw it. Am I, would I be incorrect in saying that? Yes, you would. I uh, The first thing we... I, I was Because it... Ironically enough, it's my girlfriends who go with David to go see this movie. It's my con-going girlfriends. And, uh, I mean, these are the girls I went to Star Wars celebrations with in April. And I remember turning and looking at Kim and I said, I don't know what to think. That was my, that was the first thing I said. I don't know what to think. And what was with those weird jokes? I really was put off by some of the jokes in the, in the film. That was my first impression. Like, See, I, I didn't, didn't hate, hear that. I All I heard it. was the rest of I them. didn't hate it, but I said, I don't know what to think. I was confused. Yeah. I hated it. Perplexed. I was angry. He was angry. I was, in fact, I've never seen David this angry after a movie. And let's just say we've been married 21 years. Yep. And we've gone to a lot of movies together. I was so pissed. (laughs) 
Uh, in fact, I heard everybody saying, I didn't hear you say that at all. I heard everybody saying all this great stuff. People were applauding. So the credits start rolling. And I just. Oh, looked, I applauded, but. I, see, and I, I heard the. I just looked over at Harris. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I, like, left. Yeah, I'm he like, did. Because I didn't want to ruin anyone else's. Star like, Wars high? Yeah, everyone else was having such a great time. I didn't want to be the guy who was like, you're all stupid. That movie sucks. Get off my lawn. So I just kind of went to the bathroom and then we walked out and I'm like, they're all talking. I'm like, well, I'll see you guys all later. Thanks for coming with us. And everyone's like, oh, thanks for picking up the tickets. And I was like, oh, yes, smiling, smiling. We get in the car. We pull in out of the parking lot. Harrison's in the back. You're like, okay, so how should we discuss this? Because what initial impressions? I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. And I'm trying so hard not to be a Debbie Downer because I, I have a reputation for liking everything. Yes, he does. And here's the thing. I don't like everything. But he's lying. He does. No, no. Here's the thing. I, I know sometimes I go to movies and they're bad. I know that they're not good movies, but I'm entertained. Like, I know what I'm going for. And you and I have had this discussion. A movie doesn't have to be great to entertain me. I go to a film to be entertained. And it right. could, like we just said with Jumanji, is it going to win anything? No, but it was funny. Oh, yeah. We just saw Jumanji. That was fun. That was really fun. Um, but I do. And, and the thing is. I, I go to these films and I, I sit there and I do kind of pick them apart, but I, I look at them a lot. From I just, I guess I'm trying to. I'm more of a half glass, half empty person, and I, I'm looking. I'm like, you know, it was shot well or this or that. I'm always, I always try to find the positives. Now in keep the film in mind, David has a pretty strong film background, like film school kind of background. So I generally enjoy these mechanic kind of discussions that that we have yeah. about lighting and. Lighting's my big one. I, I'm all about lighting. Pacing, editing, all of yeah. this stuff. And so I watch these things. And now, and, and you know, um, so I sit there, and technically it was a really excellent film. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I kind of hated it, but I was sitting there, I was like, I hated that movie. But there were scenes that I loved. I mean, this was like, I didn't hate it as much as episode two, which had some great scenes in episode two, a couple of really good battle scenes and stuff like that but overall i thought that movie was terrible i was like just you know some of the stuff was great but i was just so mad and you're and and heather's like finally you're like okay you're not saying anything and i'm like no i'm, I'm still trying to take it all in i'm i'm, I'm, I'm trying to give every lame excuse in the book and i looked at him and i said you didn't like it and I was like, and he looks at me and goes, "I didn't like it." And you're like, "You didn't like it." I'm like, "Well," and I because I was like, "Well," and you're like, "Come on, just tell." tell I'm like, "I don't want to say anything." You're like, "Tell me what you think," and, and then I snapped. I mean, it was like the dam opening. I'm like, "Fine, this was stupid. This whole movie. What did I just watch? What did they just do? Who's Snoke? Who cares? Kill him. Oh, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm the hero of the galaxy, and I'm gonna go kill my sister's kid. Like I was." I was yelling in the car, and it was so cold outside, and the windows were fogging up around me because I was like, I had to tell him to stop talking. You're like, you're like, and then finally, I finally, I, I wind down, I get it all out. I'm sitting there like, <sighs> like you know, the, like like that, like the red guy from, uh, oh, what's the what's the Pixar movie inside the kids inside inside the kid the one inside the kid's head. I was angry. Yes, I was, was. angry. <laughs> yes, he was. And I was, and you're just like, and you very quietly goes. Maybe you shouldn't come to the movie tomorrow then. <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, I need to see this again That's and find out right. if I was I right or wrong. That. I did say I that. I need to know if I was right or if I was, I was wrong. I was perfectly I was happy so to go all by myself. <laughs> like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. Oh, so. Because um, keep in mind, our, our, our tickets for the next day were like 9.20 in the morning. Although, 
for the serious fan, you could have been there at six a.m. to watch. Yes, now the, the now the, the one of the theaters by our house, Gurney Cinemas. It's one of these Google Plexes. They were showing it on a bunch of screens. It was showing, I think, four times in Spanish sub with sub uh, with four times no. in Spanish subtitles. In a four Spanish times dub. in Spanish dub, and outside of those eight, there were another forty. Uh, 48 showings. Mm-hmm. So it was being shown like 56 times at the theater opening day. The earliest show was at 6.30 in the morning and the last Six, show was, no, at, it was 6 or 6 a.m. And the last show actually started at 2 a.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So like they were running that almost 24 hours a day for that first weekend. Um, and so we Which were going we'll back. still go back because I want to see it in 4DX. But. I would like to try it in 4D. I've never seen a film in 4DX. I'd like to try that. But so... That was our initial impression. I was so disappointed. Um, I didn't mind that that he tried to do something, obviously do something different. Um, my 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 first impression, and I still feel this way. It seems like okay. I don't mind that. And everyone said, you know, you thought he was going to go right, and he went left. Okay, and I get that. A couple of times, I'm okay with that. After about the sixth or seventh time, I'm like, okay, now you're just trying to be clever. You're just trying to purposely do. The opposite of whatever it is you should be doing in a Star Wars film. Like, I felt he was going out of his way to change. I don't mind change. I'm not one of those people who complained that episode seven was too much like episode four. I'm like, I loved this movie. It was fun. I had a good time. I didn't mind that Ray was super powerful with no training. I didn't mind. Like, I was like, okay, she's a little too powerful. She did beat Kylo, but like, there's things in there, and you're watching, and I'm like, okay, there's stuff in here that I'm, that I thought was really good, and I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm not a complainer about being too similar, and I'm not a complainer about being different. I want, I mean, The Force Awakens was different, you know, than what we'd seen so far. I told David he had to get past and get the original trilogy that was apparently stuck up his butt out. And move on. It's not about that. Not about that. I'm a fan. I like every one of these movies except for episode two. I even enjoy a lot of episode one if you skip the pod race. Oh, talk about editing. No kidding. But so I just so that's where we're going to be coming from. And I'm still now. Okay. Spoilers. I have warmed to this picture. I do like this movie. Well, there's you know, there there's I actually wrote this down to say because I didn't want to forget. Um the first time I think it when you watch this movie, it's a little overwhelming on what's going on. I think as fans, we're one expecting some fan theories to come out that didn't, and you're waiting for them. So if you know what you're expecting, I think this film plays much much better. You don't need that that element of surprise. I think it plays much better once you know what's going on because then you get to see these nuances and these breadcrumbs that Ryan Johnson leaves along the way and you look and you're like, I saw what you did there. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't see this that before because I was so engrossed on, on waiting for the twist to come up that that some didn't come up at all. Right. And uh, so if if there's people out there who really didn't like this film, I say you got to see it the second time because once you know what's coming, it plays better. And I agree with that somewhat. Um, I think once you once you get past some of the initial shocks, um, I don't know even that it plays better. It's just it's not so much. It's not so off putting. Well, I will say that's this. my opinion. It plays better when you know what's going on. Oh, I mean, we're allowed to disagree. 
we're going to disagree on most of this stuff. That's cool. Um, no one has to be right. We're just here giving opinions. Um, my problem now with the movie is it has plot holes that I could drive a tractor trailer through. Uh, this I uh, now Ryan Johnson is the first person since Lucas to get a written and directed by sole credit. Yes, he is. Uh, there should have been someone else working on this with him. I think someone else uh, it could have been because somebody well, just to look at it and be like, it, "Hey, walk." And maybe we should start talking about yeah. um, what's going on. Um, I will say this: I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. and it's not without its problems, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the problems. I think we're just on the sort of opposite sides of center here. You're a little, you're like, it was good with a few problems. No, I really liked it. I love the yeah. story, but it had problems. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm a little bit heavier on the problems, a little lighter on the like, although I do like it. Like, I'm a little bit less than you. Um, right now, I think I kind of just, if I had to pick, I'd rather just sit around and watch The Force Awakens. At least it cuts a little, I think that one was. Oh, no, I'll go see this again this weekend. Oh, I know. I know. All right, so we start the movie, and we get the bombing run, okay? Um, I don't mind the joke where he calls and plays like they can't hear. I still don't understand what he was waiting for with the charge up on the back engine or something like that. Like, can that not charge if you're not sitting still? I've never seen that before. I don't know what it was. I'm not worried about it. Um, that w- that joke went on about one. And that's what I told you right away. It was one segment too long. Should have cut it. Calling him General Hugs was 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 funny. I mean, uh, oh, and when he said pasty and that type of stuff, at that point there, when he's like, I think he's playing with you, that at that point he should have just taken off. Like the, I got a message, it's about your mother. Like that last little bit, it was just, all right. Like they, Enough. Yeah, that went, yeah. went too far. But I'm not even so picky with that. Now, I have read a lot, and even my students were asking me, how are you dropping bombs in space? And I was confused about that, too, because I actually watched it. I'm like, there's nothing propelling them. It doesn't seem like it works. But then again, Lucas has never treated space like space. He treats them like World War II dogfights, okay? Because, like, stuff gets blown up and doesn't just keep going in the same direction. It drops. Like, even the first bomber, when it crashed, started to drop. And I'm like, why is it dropping? Like, it shouldn't be doing – like, that's not how space works. But – He's got explosions in space. He's got sound in space. Lucas just That's does his own thing. That's one of those thing. things Lu- I think you have to let go. Yeah. I'm a science kid myself. I mean, I have my minors in chemistry. This is my thing. Um, I let it go. Now, I was watching it, though, and I was noticing that when they open the bomb doors, everyone can still breathe. So then I thought about it. I'm like, dude, all through Star Wars, they've had, the, like, like even in, in Episode Four when they're bringing Han Solo's, when they're bringing the Falcon in. Yeah. There's like some sort of a there's a shield that doesn't stop anything from going in and out except air. Like I don't know the, the air shield, <laughs> you know. Uh it's advanced so, technology, David. Yeah. But so they had that cuz when it opened, everyone who was standing right in there they could breathe. And they obviously they also had gravity cuz she fell. So I looked at that and I said to my student I said, "Once you flick that switch and those things there's gravity. Once it opens up, they start to drop. Once they get out into space, they'll keep going." So I have no problem with the bombardier thing in space and i will say visually that shot of her laying on that that platform mm-hmm. with the fire coming up was beautiful i love that shot that was cool although i did i thought the kicking thing went a little too long and then it goes past her and then she's got to reach for it personally i thought that all went a little bit long because and i know that was that was rose's sister but like this is one of those, and this is one of my, me being super picky, and I know that, but, like, I didn't, like, this is somebody I never, I didn't know who this was. Like, I mean, 
you know, I knew because I'd seen before that Rose, I'd heard Rose had a sister. I, I knew that her sister was going to die in this thing in the beginning. So I'm like, that must be her sister. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, but because it was like this character that I'd never seen before and didn't really have any attachment to. So the the long drawn out, I've got to get it, got it. Like she could have kicked it and had it drop on like the second kick and caught it and blown it up and I would have been just fine with it. I, I, I felt they tried to milk that a little bit much. But that was one of my problems with the film is they just had a whole bunch of characters that they just brought in for no good reason that I didn't really care about. Um, or didn't, they, or that they didn't give any enough time to to make me care about them. But that's going to come in, I think, a little later. Yeah, I've got some comments on that too. Um, so then we go through, uh, you know, they get away. They find, you know, they do the bombing run. They get away. Um, how? <laughs> oh, I loved Leia's bitch slap of Poe, though. Yeah, how appropriate! All he got was it. a slap and a demotion, dude. He turned his mic off and was like, "Screw you guys! I'm completely disobeying orders." And all those people. Now, it's not all his fault they got killed. The one bomber got hit by the Tie Fighter, which they were too close. Yeah. So that explosion blew up about three others. But still, you know, he completely disobeyed orders. Now, what I was thought was weird was Snoke pops in, slams General Hux on the ground, yells at him, and Hux is like, "Don't worry, we've got him on a string." And then we get to the to where Kylo Ren comes to see Snoke, right? And you get into the chamber, and Snoke is actually really tall and really big. Um, and he and he's walking out like Hux is walking out. Da, 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 da. He's like, "Oh, you got him." How did Snoke not know that they had the fancy new? Like, how do you you know how do you install a new tracker? You could track him through hyperspeed. But nobody let Snoke know about this, so he was pissed when they got away. It was like, don't worry, they can't get away. Like he was beating the crap out of Hux. Well, and- you know what though? Here's here's my thought on that, and and you don't work in corporate America, but um, I do, and sometimes you hold something back that you know you're gonna like do to dazzle your boss and make you look like the bomb. Yeah, and 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 that's what you do, and and and. But if he had blown Snoke, them all up there, then Snoke it, it wouldn't have mattered. refers to Hux as a rabid cur, you know he's got that drive and that ambition um, to push, to perhaps hold something back to make himself look better because you know how much he loves Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything to one-up Kylo Ren, he's going to do it. I mean, I, told, I totally bought that because it was like, oh, yeah, you know, they got away. But look what we did. Well, I guess he never planned on getting away. Was the point? So, like, he still there. There was that opportunity to bring that up. I guess wouldn't have been there. So, okay. So then we get. Uh, oh, then we get to the the attack, and we get flying Leia. Well, <laughs> no, let's let's. Uh, okay, well, what do you want to say? Well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I just want to you know kind of pull it back. Oh, a they little. come out of the warp speed. Yeah. Yeah, and and this whole hyperspace tracking, brand new. Right technology, but as we've learned, um, we did talk about hyperspace tech, uh, tracking in Rogue One. So yeah, that's true. They mentioned um, it when she was looking through the the things looking at the, the arc in the archives in Scarif, right? Yeah. Um, so it was. I thought it was kind of cool to kind of that little tidbit that you had, and like thirty years later, now they've kind of fully developed it, which was kind of cool. Kind of bring trying to bridge it all together. Yeah, to throw it in there. Um, Kylo Ren not taking the shot at his mom when she knows she's when he knows she's there. Oh, and I love I love Leia's theme playing in the back. Yep, that was great. Um, okay, okay. First of all, nobody was keeping an eye on Finn, and then Finn wakes up. Finn is just the weirdest character. Like I want to love Finn, 
But he's just I don't know what they're doing with Finn. Like he wakes up and he's like drags himself out of there. Like is he that disoriented that he doesn't know that he's leaking everywhere or is this just supposed to be funny? Is there's nobody watching the sick bay that he walked out got halfway across the ship leaking water everywhere before before anybody tried to stop him and then Poe finally runs up like buddy what's up you know um so I don't know if your listeners know but I'm also a registered nurse mm-hmm. and there are often times that patients walk around leaking and they don't know it oh okay so I mean that was a little was a little more obvious but dude I worked in a hospital strange things happen okay so. They blow that up. We get the flying Leia scene that everybody hated. I hated it. Come on. Nobody liked it. It just looked weird. It did. And that's the thing that bothered me because I've gotten into discussions on different groups I belong to. I love that we got to see Leia's force powers. I think it's always been bubbling under the surface. Sure. I am glad that somebody, they finally brought it to the forefront. Sure. Um, I didn't like that she looked like Star-Lord. When it happened, and yeah, that's the my problem. She did. Yeah. It looked exactly. It looks, I'm like, like, oh, well, you borrowed that from Marvel. That's great. I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, that was a co- how cool is that force power? I mean, would have been cooler had she been able to save the bridge or something and and Akbar because you know how much I love Akbar. But oh, you're totally stealing that from me. That was what I was saying. She should have no, done. No, no, no. It, but it's it's but honest to God, been, and I I love. It Akbar. would have been better. Um, I just thought visually it looked weird. Well, it and, just looked. It looked like. It looked like a little kid playing with their action figure, just kind of floating it through the air. Well, and they've already called it, you know, uh, Carrie Poppins. Yeah. Because, okay, and here's the thing. If they ever make that figure, I'm totally buying it. Here's the thing. You can slow that scene down. You could bullet time that scene where where instead of just whipping her out of there, as the explosion goes, pull her back. Have her use her, I mean, because it almost seemed like, like, because she never really used the force, but in the time of, of, like, that sort of dire circumstances. Well, we've never seen her use the force. Right. It doesn't mean she hasn't used it. Like I said, my biggest problem was was the Star Lord effect. Your Lucasfilm, make it your own. Don't borrow from Marvel. That was my problem. Even, uh, the, even the the way the gown looked, I, I could have lived was with weird. that. But I would have slowed it down and had her stop inside the bridge. Plus, here's the thing: she was out there for a long time before she opened up her hand. To if Jedi, if okay, if a non Jedi. Who has that much force power in them can do that? No Jedi should ever die, unless you decapitate them. No Jedi should ever die. Yeah, if you can go out in space like that and not uh, not explode and then just suck yourself back in and then be fine when they open the doors, like you just you're just I mean seriously, then people who actually use the force actively they should be able to live through anything. Yeah, but everybody's powers are different, so I'm not buying that one. Well, I mean, but still. You know, if there if it, if you can survive that with the force, you should be able to survive just about anything. Personally, and we've had this discussion. I think, like I said, bullet time it, slow it down, have her stop it before she gets off the bridge, and maybe her and Akbar both get saved, and then you don't have to bring in a character that was completely underdeveloped and useless. You can have Akbar fill that role and give him a better ending than he got, which was. Hey, we're under attack! Oh, I'm gone. They didn't even get to see him. Like it was just, you know, I mean, they literally had to tell us later. Like, and, oh, by the way, Akbar's dead. Everybody's dead, but Akbar too. Just in case you weren't certain, because like nobody knew he was gone. We jump over to the to Luke and Ray, and the big wait, the big reveal. What's Luke gonna do? I love those saber toss. Uh, 
I'm sorry because I, I was sitting next to my friend during the film, and I loved I loved get off my lawn, Luke. I kept looking at him like get off my lawn, do the roar, get off my lawn. Totally, I loved it. I love Grumpy Man Luke. I don't mind Grumpy Luke. I just was like, come on. I love the toss. You know, I like that he just ignores her. She's knocking, trying to get in. Um, I, like, I love the first words we hear from him are "Go away!" Yeah, knocking at there, "Go away!" And then the door busts open. I was like, "Dang, what did she do?" Oh, that's right, Chewbacca's there. <laughs> I remember that door is part of his X-wing too. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. How did you find that? Was that in the book? That it's in the book. The visual dictionary it's in the visual dictionary. So apparently, that is now. What is that? That's part of his ship that he put that door on because. Why did he have? Why did he need a metal door? Uh, just because? I don't know. Those the island's caretakers are a little creepy. I like the island caretakers. Oh, I did too. Um, I liked them better than the porgs. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> but yeah, so he he used a piece. What part of, did he? Did you say he used? I'm looking it up. Oh, there's Luke's hut. There you go. It's a door made from the salvage S foil of Luke's T sixty five X wing. So, yeah, so you saw the X-Wing under the ship. That might be another reason that he couldn't go taken off. Because he, he, you know everybody was expecting him to, like, raise the X-Wing out of the water. Yeah, another thing that they didn't do that we were expecting. Uh, but, yeah, so Chewie just bangs the door off, and then they're telling him to go back. Um, he goes on the ship. Uh, this, okay, one of my favorite parts of the movie, he goes on the ship, that scene with R2-D2. That's, I don't want to seem cold and uncaring, but that's the only scene I actually cried at. Oh, I did. I started to, too. I did. Because it was a cheap move, R2. When he put up that Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia from the very first movie. Yeah, my I just I, I did, too. I was like, oh, that's it. Now he's going to now he's got him. How can you say no? That now, you know, that's your sister on top of all that else. And, you know, they still need you. And that I did. I started I started to tear up during that scene. I thought that was so good. Um, There was a nice little bit of humor in there. You know, that was a cheap. That was a cheap move, or even the the a language, <laughs> Sacred Island. Um, I thought that was fantastic, though. Uh, but he's still like, I just, I can't. You, I, you can't understand. I'm not going back. Um, so okay, uh, but I did. I did enjoy that part. I was still waiting to see how they were going to make him go back. Still expecting him to do something. Um, okay, and so we're watching it last time, and I'm watching all the scenes with General Purple Hair, whose name I can never remember. Hodor. Hodor. Hodor? No, that's... No, Holdo. 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 Okay, Hodor's the guy. Sorry. Hodor's from Game of a yes. Different Show. Um, Holdo. Okay, you know, she was unnecessarily hostile to Poe. Like, especially in later in the movie, she says she likes him. Like, she does. You know, she sits there. He's like, oh, you know, we're running out of gas. We're not going to be able to keep doing this. Oh, thank you for telling me. No, he's like, no it's just I, I'm, I'd, I'd like to know kind of what's going on. You know, uh, half of their in, and here's the thing: all of their upper command has died. You got a new person taking over. Try and make your people feel like you have a plan at least. Because she didn't even say in that. Uh, I watched that original speech. She doesn't even say she has a plan. She's just like, we need to all keep going on. Everybody to your posts. Like, and he just wants a plan. And she's and and this is this is something in the writing, and this comes up a lot. Like when we go to Gen Con, I sit in those uh, authors things, or even if you're watching Cinema Sins. Cinema says when you play the pronoun game, they call it where you purposely are vague and you say him or her, so that so, so that people can misunderstand what you're saying. This is just a reason to purposely withhold information 
so that all this other stuff will happen. I just thought it was kind of poor writing because all she had to do is say, like, listen, you know, she could have we had a they thought there was a spy. You know, they tracked us through light speed, light hyperspace. Who else? Who else? Who knows what else is going on? Um, all they had to do was worry that there was a heck. She could have been like, you know what, your fr- your friend who just tried to uh, who who you know uh, whatever you know with, with Finn. Your you know your friend is a ex stormtrooper. How do we know what's going on there? Any any reason? Just give any reason not to tell him, other than I don't have to tell you because she didn't have to tell him. But if you told them just any, listen, we have a plan. I'm not telling you I'm playing this, anything. But she, they didn't give her anything. It was just, it was, either they were trying to make her look bad. Maybe, they, and maybe that's what they were trying to do, make her look bad. So that way later on when the mutiny happens, you felt like it was deserved or something like that. But it it just, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, Admiral Akbar could have gotten away with that if he would have lived because he's been around that long, you know. But there's a new character who we didn't know who was unnecessarily hostile. I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't like it. Um, and what I noticed later, and I didn't even think about this, is everyone's like, well, she doesn't have to tell Poe. Dude, she wasn't telling a lot of people. Because another character whose name I can't remember because they threw so many in there, uh, Lieutenant Tiny Buns, the Carrie Fisher's daughter. She had the little two little buns on the top of her head. Yes. She worked. She was there. She was one of the people who was up in the main bridge while all this crap was happening. She didn't know what was going on because she helped Poe. All right. Are you done now? Yeah. Okay. I totally disagree with you. It's a military operation. You don't get to question the person in charge. I I let you go. I'm not saying anything. And you've just lost most of your leadership. The thing that, that... that trained soldiers rely on then is that training that you follow orders in a time of chaos you follow orders and Poe just is kind of an ass and and thinks he thinks he deserves to know everything and he doesn't so you shut up and you go do your job and second of all um if you read any of the supplemental material um she's in that information so she's not Okay, but we're just, we're just we're sticking with the movie. Here. I know, I know, okay. but too many people who right. saw the movie, she is not a new character. So, but here's the other thing, though. Poe ain't got a job. They just blew up all their. Sh- they just blew up all, um, half of their Tie Fighters. Like he doesn't have anywhere to go, anything to do. I'm sure that he has other jobs on the on the ship. Well, he just sat around in his room literally until Finn came to talk to him, and he's like, "All right, let's get this going." And I no, that, that was a control room. That wasn't like uh, his bedroom or whatever the room was. We weren't in his boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. It seems like she was... Like Poe was chilling with a Coke or something. I mean, what? Well, literally until 10 minutes earlier so no, in the I film, told, he I, would have had the information. They would have given him the information. Because he had a different relationship with Leia. Oh, and he was a commander. She just she just dropped him down for that. But still, well, it's not like he wasn't he diso- a person who couldn't get there. Because info. he disobeyed direct orders from a commanding officer. And she knows he's like that, and she lets him run off with no information and just sitting around. I just... I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was just kind of... All right, let's move on because we're not going to agree on I that. I know. I just I just wanted to give him a, just any, come up with any crappy reason not to give him the info other than I don't feel like it. Um, then we get the phone call to Maz. Seriously, if you're just going to phone her in, don't put her in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to Skype with her. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like her. Don't get me wrong. And she's so funny with that weird, like she, and with Chewbacca, where's my boyfriend? And then she's this guy. Um, I love the character of Maz, but it was just, there was a, 
Well, he, there's other things. He's a great code breaker. He's a master with a pistol. He's good at everything. Oh, yes, he is. Like, that was funny. Like, Maz is, Maz is a randy little lady. <laughs> like, um, but then you get this whole other plot, which we're going to come to that later. But uh, That whole, the Canto bite, uh, and that's, I think that's one of the most controversial parts of the movie. Um. But let's let's go to the island. We're back at the island with Ray and uh, Luke, and he's teaching her the Force. He says he'll give her three lessons. I think they only get through two before we he only see two out. before she tells him to leave. Um, I loved the first lesson when he says, "Reach out." With <laughs> that was awesome. That was cranky man, Luke. <laughs> and he tickles the and then slack and then and just with the looks on. Oh, you met and just giving her the look. You know, Mark Hamill is a much better actor than people give him credit for. I mean, basically because he sort of got typecast as Luke Skywalker. And then we didn't do too much else. I mean, he did Corvette Summer and a couple other things. Um, but I think he's proved that he can be just, he was so good in that scene. Um, here's my question, though, and here's my whole beef with the island, is the dark side of the island. Um, so... She's there and she's holding the things and all of a sudden it's the dark side calling and suddenly the rocks go up and it, cra- it cracks the rock and he looks and he's all panicking. It's like, what's happening? And then she hears the voice that you can't see and then she looks down in there and then the water comes up and he's like, they offered you something you want and you didn't even try to resist. What did it offer her? What was going on there? Like, I didn't, I didn't like this dark side because it seemed... It was just a cave. It was just a big empty cave with a mirror, with an well, icy mirror thing. He says that it offered you something you wanted. He didn't know what it was. Right, but she's I not sure what she what it is. Uh, but it just didn't. It just for for that much of a call that it cracked the island didn't seem all that sinister and weird to me. And even when she went down even, to it later. I don't later, even think it was the call. It was her power. It wasn't the call. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever that tension was that caused that. And then... Uh, and then you get to the whole, uh, like, even later when she goes down there. Like, I didn't quite get it. Um, it wasn't anything. I mean, when Luke went into the dark side tree, it seemed like something menacing. It seemed like something scary, something like it could be dangerous. And here it was just like, oh, I'm in a cave. And then it didn't give me what I wanted, and I just left. Like, like I was just like, meh. I didn't, I didn't care for the cave or the dark side place. Oh. And that didn't bother me. I think everybody's dark side is different. Yeah. Uh, you know what I did like, though? Personalized dark side. She lives on a desert planet her whole life, right? Or most of her life. Her parents sold her. I love when she's standing under the Millennium Falcon and she's reaching out and smiling. And smiling at the water. How much she loves the rain because, like, she's never seen it. Like, she's never. It was playful. Yeah. I was just like, and and it was a small thing that I I missed the first time, but she just was sitting there enjoying the rain because it was something that was completely different to her. I was like, I loved that little touch. That little bit of her character that you get to see, that somebody took the time to write in, because um, it was the, the where Luke was staying was the exact opposite of where she was her whole life, and just to see that I thought that was a fantastic touch. And then you get the, I don't really want to talk to Idol. Okay, no, you need oh. to go back because we haven't even talked about that. That's, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so let's our talk second about that. encounter. Oh, that's right. So yeah, we did kind of skip that. Um, the Force connection that was really cool. Force time. <laughs> Sorry, I like force time. Um, and the first time that she sees him, when he's getting stitched up by the the medical robot, mm-hmm. uh, and she pulls the gun and shoots at him, and he sees her doing it because he actually flinches like he got shot. Um, I love this this bringing in of this type of 
force power. I know so there's cool. been lots of lots of criticism about new force powers, but I think that's the cool part about the force is you're constantly discovering new things. Just because you saw something once before and you've never seen this doesn't mean it's not real. And I know I'm saying real about a fantasy movie, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it's not a real thing. So I love new force powers. I do too. And they've talked about this not only in the uh, and I know we're sticking with movies, but in in and a lot of the other stuff you you hear about it, but even in the movies they mention how different Jedi have different connections to the force and they use the force differently. There's the basics. I mean everybody can make stuff, you know, you can pick up stuff or flip stuff with the power of your mind, but they all have sort of a different sort of connection to the force and they all use it differently so having different things happen i think is great i think it's cool to see what it can do right because what does ray say when um luke asks her what the force is she said it's a power of the jedi and you can move stuff uh, you, yeah yeah you can make people what does she say it's a power they have that can make people no she doesn't say anything about people it's and, and move stuff because it wasn't even rocks and luke says it's more about more about than moving rocks right yeah it makes make things float um. Yeah, this first force time, and then he runs. He runs out in the hallway because <laughs> oh, she's gone. And I love the skid. Okay, and and I have to say, let oh, me just preface yeah. this by saying I am an unapologetic Kylo Ren Ben Solo fan. And you were in the Force Awakens, like when other yes. people were like, "He's a whiny little punk." You were like, "Oh and, no, and I was he like, isn't. oh no, he's not." And and I I think we see more now that he is not. So please keep in mind that as I but as you listen to me about this, I am a huge. Kylo Ren fan. I have a Kylo Ren costume. Yes. Um, and and um, I am far more sympathetic to him after this picture than after the first picture. I, I get now why he is the way he is. You got enough. Um, might have been one of my other problems with the movie was we got more sympathy and more caring and more character build on the villain than we had on the, on the and other. There's some yeah. things I want to talk about that at the end um, yeah. about as you, but I that force do a lot with Kylo Ren. when he sees her, it's like he doesn't realize she's not there. It seems because why else would you run in the hall? He she looked, he got shot. He looked around. She wasn't in the room. He ran out in the hall to look for her. I know he slides. Then he sees her again. Yeah, this one of the three Stooges moves. Then he looks and he sees her. And he puts his hand out. You'll bring Luke Skywalker to me. Then he realizes, wait a minute, this isn't. That's when he starts to finally realize what's going on. And then he's, wait, you're, you can't be doing this. Does it kill you? The effort would kill you. Gets you a little foreshadow, doesn't yep, it? Yep. There's a lot of those little things in the movie. I like mean, I said, <laughs> Ryan Johnson left a lot of breadcrumbs that once you see it the second time, you're like, oh, I well, saw Luke, what you did there. L- when Luke, what do you think I'm going to do? Go stand in front of the entire First Order with my laser sword? No, right. It's like, oh, that was clever. Or when R2-D2 is the one who says, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> it's BB-8. Or BB-8, that's right. That wasn't R2-D2. I see, I still love R2-D2. You know, hey, and I just want, can I just throw this out there? I like BB-8 just fine. I just feel like, wow, BB-8's so cool. Screw that R2-D2. Like, man. And that's not in the movies. Like, just, like, R2-D2 and C-3PO have sort of been thrown onto the, onto the forgotten toys pile <laughs> now that BB-8's out. And it's like, R2 is still cool. Remember, dude, he's been around for eight movies. My brother and I had a discussion about this. R2's a d- why? <laughs> he just is. He knows what's going on. He's foul mouth. He's a d- okay. Well, that's that's one way to put it. I love R two D two. So, uh, but I just I just felt that he uh, I felt he got the sh- a little bit of a short end of the stick there by everybody who's like, oh, BB eight so cute. Um, I did think they broke him when they came flying through and his head fell off, and then the body just rolled and the head popped back on. I was like, 
wow, he is resilient. It's magnetic, just like your Spiro droid. It's also magnetic. It was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so they get the first Force connection. They get this connection. Then the second time they're connecting. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to either. I love that me either. <laughs> like he's that's the third one. The second one, is, one is with the water. So you need to bring up there is not only now are we connecting oh, mind right. to mind, but now there's some sort of physical transfer because as you at the end of that second one, which is Ray underneath the Falcon when it's raining and she calls him the monster. Right. Um, and he wipes his face and his hand, his glove has water on there. So now we've got some sort of we've got connected minds and now we've got physical transfer. Now, I did. I personally didn't like the water. Um, I didn't mind when they were able to touch and feel each other, but water just suddenly, uh, just you know, she's wet, so suddenly he gets wet like a bajillion. Well, I think miles it's built, it, but it's got to build to that that physical contact. Uh, I just, I would, I would have, I would have totally bought it if they just touched each other. But the other things transferring, I thought were weird. Um, that was just me personally. Um, but I did like the this at the second contact, the the rain and the and the talking and the little things going on. Um, so we're going to get to Canto Bite. Should we? Do, can we talk about Canto Bite? Should you we do this? want to talk about Canto Bite now? Not particularly, but we should. All right. First, this is another scene I would have rewritten. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I get that. But this whole sequence was too long. Uh, would you, would we, are we, do we both agree it was too long, at least? I think it was definitely, this definitely could have... Um Benefited from uh, some editing. Yeah. Um, my bigger issue is, one, it was too long. We don't have to go into all the details unless people really want us to go into all the details. But um, I like the idea of, of, of a casino. We've got cantinas all over the place. Casino's kind of cool, but it looked like Monte Carlo Casino, not Star Wars Casino. That's a problem, I too. I felt that the other issue I have with this, and this is overall with the movie, but this is where I really expected something else, and I didn't get it, were the aliens. It was all black and gold and beige. I had no pink aliens. I had no blue aliens. I had nothing visually stimulating. Don't get me wrong. I think the casino was beautiful, but it looked like Monte Carlo, and it... I didn't have that, that Why is alien diversity. Why are they all wearing tuxedos? That's an Earth well, I thing. Mean, they should be wearing their own unique Right, but hair. I didn't have alien diversity, which right. is what I expect in a Star Wars film is creature creation, and it just didn't happen. And can I, 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 I I'm going to go a step farther. I'm going to complain about the creatures that were there. There was that one tracking shot where they went straight forward over all the tables, and people were saying, place your bets. And you got that one weird, like, pink-faced guy was right in front of you on the screen. If you watch this tracking shot, watch it. And he's got that bl- thick black tuft of hair on top of his head. And his mouth is literally just opening and closing like a puppet. There is no articulation to it. It's just like, it looks like, just like 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 a sock puppet. Open mouth, closed mouth. Like clap, 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 clap. And then they swing, and then there's the two little short green monsters with the open mouths rolling. Both of their mouths were wide open, did not move at all. There was no articulation in any of these things. As they're zooming back, it was like crummy alien puppets as we were going by. And some of those looked like puppets, not computer generated. And they were terrible. 
Like when on that particular tracking shot, and I couldn't, I can't not see it. Is the one big, heavy set, pink face guys with the big black eyes and black hair, and then the two green aliens behind him, and then it gets to the end where you got the big fat one who loses the bet, and he's like, "Hey, how do you, what do you, how, you know?" Because he get like pounds the table, and the little alien running the table is like, "You can't act like that in here." That guy looked okay, but there were several crummy aliens, and I agree with you; it, it looked too earthy. Um, but uh, this this whole scene. You spend all this time saying, this is the guy you have to get. The only person I would trust to do this. The only person I trust to do it. They get up to him. We see him. He gets one line. And then they get arrested and thrown into a into a cell where they just happen to have a guy who's just as good as him. Which it's just, um, um, you're, stretching my, you're stretching my believability for plot convenience here, first of all. Um. And then I mean, they got arrested for illegal parking. Like seriously, why couldn't they just park in the in the parking lot like everybody else? And like, if it's so illegal, why did they leave the pod there? Yeah, the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah. They left. The, no, nobody have nobody nobody towed the towed the car or towed the ship. Like it was just it was so poorly written. And here's my thing. And this is what I watched it. I go, why not this? Why not have them reach the guy? Say they need him. He doesn't know who they are. Maz Kanata told us to find you. Hey, psh, psh, don't say the name. Meet me over by the stables in about an hour. Okay? Somebody else hears them say that, follows them out. Then they get the trouble. Then they got to hide. Then when they got to hide, they meet the kid. Because everybody says you got to have the scene where she meets the kid and shows him that they're with the resistance and gives him the resistance ring. You can still have that. And then when they're in trouble and hiding, then that guy comes up and saves them. Then they go FaceTime Maz again because he doesn't want to do it. Maz is like, you owe me. And then he just tells her, look, I'll, I'll do this, but I expect to be well paid and you and I are even. Then he can do all the exact same things that Benicio Del Toro did. When you can actually get the guy instead of just having them go there and have this really convenient. We didn't get him, but we really conveniently found some other guy. That's my personal opinion, and you can cut the scene down by a, a bunch of time because you don't have to have the long dog, the, the dog horse thing race run where they destroy it all, and, oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad we smashed the place. That's my personal opinion. I, you could still have the scene with all of those important elements, cut it down, and use the actual guy. Hell, Benicio Del Toro could have been the guy with the plume if you really want a Benicio Del Toro. I love Benicio Del Toro. And Okay, I... I I just want to say one other thing. I hope he doesn't come back. I mean, I love him, but I don't want him to come back as a good guy and become a good guy and like help. I I want, I like that they have neutrals in Star Wars. People who don't care. I loved his all of his monologues about hey, good guys, bad guys. Yeah, I'm just in this I, I loved that. I did love that. It, it was kind of like hey, sometimes there's not a side. Sometimes you just live. He reminded me of the guy from the Thrawn trilogy. The, the guy that Mara Jade worked with. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. look, I am, I'm a smuggler. I am not in this for your revolution. I'm not in this for the empire. I'm, I'm in, in this to me. make money. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I just thought that scene went on forever, and I just couldn't deal with it. Now, I, I know you have thoughts about it, too. I agree. I I, I'm not a the my biggest problem, I think, is, is editing. It could have been shortened. I didn't need to see the farthiers run. Through the whole casino, and then the town, and then on the beach, then up the wall, then through the 
the well because she just vegetation. wanted to punch that town and it's stupid and it's like I get, and all the rich people are evil they're all making money off war all that didn't didn't need all of that no you could have shortened that that run um and again my 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 biggest complaint about Canto Bite is the uh, the lack thereof of alien diversity mm-hmm. and and even with Rose well you needed that scene so Rose can you can get her backstory you can get her backstory while they were going to the casino like I or like while they were going to the stables to meet him like I said. Look over there. Look closer. You'll see the evil. The guy was, they were training the the horse or whatever it was called, and he was whipping it. And I was like, well, that's what they do when they race them. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I just, uh, that was, I think, that was the part of the, that was, that was, while I was watching it the first time, that was the part where I was getting just straight up irritated with the film. Um, That was my cheer up Charlie moment. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Um. I don't even know if people know what a cheer up Charlie moment is. Hey, if you don't know what it is, go back and watch the original Willy Wonka, <laughs> not the Char- or yes, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. Yeah, go watch the one with uh, Gene Wilder. Just watch the movie, and when the ch- song "Cheer Up Charlie" comes on, just see if you don't pray that that song ends twenty seconds into it. That's that's their cheer up Charlie moment. Dear God, let's get past this. Um. Okay, so we're back there, and Luke is telling her the second lesson about the Jedi. Um, how many times are you going to say hubris? That was just me personally. Ooh, ooh, I didn't like that either. All I of know. a sudden, it's like dropped twice. You it know, and like, it's, oh. it's a good word. It's a great word. Yes. But find another word, like three times or something like that. Here's a that thesaurus, it was two, and oh. here's a thesaurus, but I agree. I was like, really? You couldn't think of another word? Uh, that whole scene, the thing that I thought was... Um, that, okay, he even said it in the beginning. Anyone who says that if the Jedi die, the light will be gone is is lying. When did the Jedi ever say this in any of the movies? That was my other beef. Was that seemed like didn't I didn't buy that Luke would even say something like that? Like if the Jedi are gone, the light will be extinguished. Nobody ever said that. Heck, if you go back to the Guardian, go back to Ben Kenobi in Episode Four. For a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were guardians of peace and justice in the in the old republic. Like that's who they were, you know. That's that's. And when he talks about the Force, he doesn't say it's something the Jedi have. It's an energy. It's it, it surrounds us and bo- penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. It's an energy field created by all living things. That's literally what he says in Episode Four. Okay, so, yeah, but here's the thing, David. Is I don't think that just because you didn't see it on the screen doesn't mean it didn't happen, and. When Luke asks Ray what the Force is, she says it's a power that Jedi have. So whether or not they said that, the common belief, because right. Ray's from nowhere, Jakku is nowhere, oh. that this is the belief that people the have. Non-je- right, okay. So yeah, maybe maybe he's saying it to her, that's, that's, that's what other people believe, not necessarily him. Because I think he knows better. And so I, okay, I'll, okay, you've convinced me on that one. Um. So now they're sitting and talking, and um, you think the Jedi has to end, which I don't buy, but uh, you know I, I get that Luke's doing that. Now, here's one thing. She turned around to him and said, you didn't fail Kylo. Kylo failed you. And this is where she's still calling him Kylo Ren and not Ben. Right. Because she doesn't really know him yet. What do you think about that? Um, well, is I... she right? No. Well, he didn't resist it. He didn't. I was going to the... leave this to the end. Oh, okay. But I can bring it up now if you want to. Sure. The I'm not a Kylo Ren apologist. Um, 
Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, has now had two masters who, who he felt betrayed him. Who was the first one? Luke. Oh, okay. Well, I'm and then when, when, Snoke. Oh, right. But Snoke was later. Yeah. Well, they were. They were. They betrayed or manipulated yeah. him. Right. Oh, I'm just talking about where she says he failed you, where because you know he he was he was falling to the dark side, and I think that's where she says he failed you, and I kind of buy that, you know. But it's 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 hard for me. It's hard to know if it's right or not because we don't understand how Snoke got to him. Like unless Snoke is 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 is, is uh. Force timing him across the galaxy and getting in his head. Because, you know what I'm saying? It just seemed like it was a weird thing that he had been that corrupted and that dark and all that stuff. And and how did he get that dark? And Luke didn't quite notice it. He said, I've seen things and trained. It just, it was weird and cumbersome. I don't necessarily think that Kylo did fail him or that Ben failed him. But I don't also, I don't think that Luke failed him completely either. I think there was... A lot of this Snoke influence messed things up between them. What, when, okay, so we get three versions of that Night of the Jedi Temple, right? Yes. And the third one, I think, is the closest to the truth. And what's the last thing that Luke says? The last thing I saw were the eyes of a boy who was betrayed by his master. Yes. Yeah, and that was sad. That was, I mean, that was you, that was sad. The three, okay, and I don't like because I love Ben Solo. I don't like, I don't like the three flashback thing. I don't like getting important plot stuff just through the multiple flashbacks. Although but that, that was an important. Oh, it was important bit that he yeah. said. Um, the first one, you could see Luke kind of not really wanting to admit how it really happened or not say the whole thing. And you're like, what? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Then the second time, though, when you see it through Kylo's eyes and you see Luke like the insane hateful look and just like coming in because everybody's perception of events are different right it's through his eyes but this is what made me sympathetic for him too is when you see that look on it like that's how you saw that's how that's honestly what he thinks happened right it's like wow i'd be hurt too he's already pissed off at his parents you know he doesn't you know he's mad at his mom he's mad at his dad um he hates his dad feels abandoned by his dad he doesn't hate his dad he does She asks him that. Why do you hate your father? He says, I don't hate my father. I've seen the movie nine times. I know, but then, happens. wait. He, but then why does he kill him? And he keeps telling and him. And he this. doesn't answer. Oh, that's true. But I think he felt abandoned by them. I think he was upset at at Han and Leia. And that might be something just from the other books and stuff that I'm that I'm picking up. But I felt I, yeah, there might be a piece that you're missing there. I you felt, need to read the books. I felt that he didn't felt that, and then all of a sudden now Luke, you know, or maybe he's mad at his parents. He look, you sent me to this guy, and he tried to kill me. Thanks a lot, mom. You're you're cra- my crazy uncle. Um, then you get to yeah, then like you said, you get to Snoke and all that. Um, I don't know. I just I. That that scene, I was like, where he failed you. I was sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly what happened. I think it's a little on both sides. Uh, well, but, remember, she's got this. She's got this notion of what who Kylo Ren is. is. Yep. Yeah, that's true. She's dealing with with her perception, and she's arguing with Luke, who says things like, "The world doesn't need the universe doesn't need Luke Skywalker." Wrong. The Jedi must end. Wrong. I'm not going to fight them with a lightsaber. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Now we get to the part where the medical cruiser's running out of gas, and then they 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 tested their master plan by getting all the little cruisers to the big cruiser, and apparently nobody noticed it, which I didn't realize that's what happened either. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm going to ask this later. Um, you know, medical cruiser just so it ran out of gas, so they let it get blown up. Um, in fact, I'm going to save this. I got a little big arrow coming there because I want to bring up letting the medical cruiser get blown up uh, when we get to the end of the film. So, um, and once again, now we get to where uh, my question was: Why doesn't Lieutenant Minibuns know the plan? She's on the command deck. She doesn't know the plan about because you do what you're told to do. But that's happening right there. Everything's happening around her, and she's not even being told. You you do what you're told to do. You want your students to question every decision you make. Imagine, imagine your father making a decision and you going up and questioning him. How well is that going to go? For those of you who don't know David's father, Casey, it would not go well. It would go very, very poorly. I would ask him now that I'm older because you got to bet heavy to win heavy. But that's just me. All right. So, um, and you can move faster than he can now. now but I, barely. I have no knees. He has no back. It's just pathetic. We're two old men. Uh, okay. DJ's whole entrance is too much, like I said, where he comes down and stuff. Um, I thought the weird resistance ring was silly. I'm getting the notes. Okay. On... Can I say I am so happy that plan failed that they put together? Well, here's my thoughts. It's <laughs> to it's, get onto it's, ship. it's movie two in a trilogy, right? Yeah. All this yep, stuff's yep. got to fail. Well, no, but here's the thing. With the exception of when they got caught in the tractor beam and hidden the smuggling compartments on the ship to get onto the uh, in episode four, uh, they snuck onto Endor with a crappy code in six. They, uh, they. Uh, snuck onto uh, onto the planet using a weird light speed, perfectly timed light speed maneuver. Snuck onto Starkiller Base and got away with it and blew it up. And now they're sneaking into uh, here. And uh, that plan was awful. Not only was it awful, they literally threw a garbage can over over BB-8. And like it, like and nobody except the other robot noticed that there was a garbage can running around. Like, oh my god, this plan was doomed to fail and I'm so glad it failed because you should you should not be able to sneak onto these ships and, and destroy everything as often as the as the rebellion and the alliance seems to do it. That's just me. I was like, Oh, thank goodness it failed, because that would have been so stupid mm-hmm. if they did it again for like the bajillionth time. I did like he gives her, her thing back. Yeah. Um then they got caught. Um and of course them getting caught is how you bring loot. Captain Phasma back in because you know let's not give her any screen time. She got Boba fetted completely. I was I I kept saying she got Darth Mauled until everyone pointed out no that was more she got worse. Darth Maul at least had some lines and stuff. You know, oh so bad, so bad. Um, sorry, I'm waiting for clues from David because. What, what we get? Oh, did you have something? No, oh, okay. I just think you've skipped some stuff. Oh, so what did I skip? Go. I'm just, I've had my notes. Well, let's, let's talk about the most important force time that happens between Ray and Ben in oh, the hut. yes, 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 yes. Where they actually touch. So before, in the second one, we have this like weird water transfer, right? Right. Oh, we have to talk about the third one with Ben Swallow, as, as he's now known, um, the... Which the director has said he only did that so she would ask him to put his put a sh- a cowl a cowl on which I, why a well, cowl and, and, no. so that you could see she was seeing all they actually could physically see each other and the whole person. Not, well, and it yeah. was that that it was very uncontrolled and happened at times that were inconvenient. Yep. For for them, so yeah. 
And they, can you see? I can't see anything around you. Can you see me? I love that when he's talking to her about what's going on. But let's talk about that. I, I think it's it, it's incredibly important after she comes back from the dark side cave and she's talking about how she came here for answers and she has none. The dark side. Oh, I hated that dark and, side cave. Uh, Although I thought I, I thought it was interesting when you saw the two and you thought you might see the two from the parents and then it formed into the one. I thought that was just telling you she raised herself. You're your own parents. Like, what, what does it matter? Did you really expect the dark side just to, like, give you an answer right then and there and not have to work for it? Please. I don't know. Please. I don't know. Please. But that's so. not the important part. The important part is coming back to that hut and, then and that conversation and then the physical contact. Wow. When they reached out, they actually felt each other and touched each other. That was something. Uh, and it was very cool. It was a very cool scene. It was kind of touching. Now, I'm still not... Touching or touching? Yes. Uh, the minus, not minus. That's right. Um, I, I'm i not 100% certain how much of this was... I, know, I realize Ben didn't know what was going on, but how much of it was him really needing a friend and feeling a connection to her, and how much was he manipulating her? I just... You know, I think it's more of the the connection thing, especially after the battle, because you can see that. And Snoke says that I saw that his heart was split, and I took advantage of that, and he stoked that. True, but the first thing he also said to her was, you'll bring Luke Skywalker to me. I'm wondering how much of it is him trying to manipulate her. Well, sure, her because he had no idea what get... was going on either. So what's, what are you going to do the first time when you see your, right. your enemy? But I'm just wondering if there's still some of his manipulation trying to get her. Because later he does ask her to join him. And I'm like, that's a, that's a total Sith apprentice, kill the Sith Lord, find a new apprentice. And I know he and, says kill it all, but you know you got to talk her into it I don't see somehow. it that way, but we'll have to talk about that when we get Maybe to that's that Maybe from that's my, from, my, from my boy's perspective. So, um, and Luke's reaction was oh, and he saw him. He's like, wow, yes, you could see him too. Like this wasn't there was a force user thing, not just the two of them. It seemed at that point, man. Yeah, exactly. He blew the whole. It's like he caught them doing something else. Yeah, you did talk about like over the top reaction. Holy uh, man, blew the whole hut up. Those fish women are going to be mad. Mm-hmm. But he blew up the whole hut and he said, get out of here now. You didn't get your third lesson. Bing, bing, bong. Oh. Get off the island. Yeah, dude, that was great. And then she attacks him. Oh, that was awesome. I wanted her to go. Right in the back of the head. I wanted her to go bad so bad. I wanted her to go bad so bad. Um, dude, she bombs him in the back of the head. And then she attacks him. And, dude, he was holding his own with that little piece of metal until she pulled the lightsaber on him because that was going to cut through that piece of metal. I did like when he fell back and he caught himself. Like, right. I ain't, I ain't right. falling on these rocks. And, but this is when Luke tells the truth. Yes. When he fi- when he's finally honest. And that's when you see the... the uh, and I will say, Adam Driver almost looked younger in that, in that shot. I don't know if they did something to his face or if they touched him digitally. He looked younger. And, uh, and I say this. Adam Driver is a bet, and like I only saw him. I hate that show, Girls. I've only seen like one episode, and he was in it though. And I was like, I hate that show, so I didn't care for him at all. He's a really good actor too, and he, I mean, first of all, he can get through a whole bunch of emotion and stuff with that big stupid mask on, which is the coolest mask. I'm so mad he which, broke it. Well, it's it's you know you know that's a class at Juilliard. Yeah, working yeah. mask acting. So, but he's so expressive without any face. So when he actually does throw that face, he looked. Scared and hurt, and all those things that Luke was saying, you saw that on his face. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, and once again, a lot of this I didn't catch until the second or third viewing because I was just mad. And I love that she, she, he's laying there, he tells the truth, and she, she puts that lightsaber out. Like, here you go, let's go. Well, and that's the thing. One more time. Yeah. Because she, she's like, don't, he's he's our only hope. Don't, don't go there. Mm -hmm. Don't, it's not going to end how you think. He sees it's a trap, just like Yoda saw it was a trap, and Luke didn't listen. Look, uh, trust me, I know what I'm talking about here. Don't, then come with me. Mm-hmm. Either she you lead us or I gave, him, gave him a chance. And he didn't, and she bailed on him. And then the porgs went with them on the show. I hate those porgs. I hate those porgs. I get, here's the thing. I get what they said. They, they, they used them to cover up the actual birds. It was easier than just digitally removing the birds. But, boy, they, they served nothing. They're just something to sell toys. But, um, yeah, no, that was, that was all really fantastic. And like I said, this was stuff that took me a couple of viewings because I'm still mad that Luke pulled his, pulled his lightsaber on his nephew. I but just... I, really, it, I really felt his explanation. And I don't know if it's because I'm a parent and I can understand that. I love my kids unconditionally. But sometimes there's that fleeting moment where you're like, I understand why animals eat their young <laughs> and need to move. It, it, it made for me, and, and maybe it's because Luke's your favorite character. He's not mine. It made Luke relatable to me. And the Jedi don't always make the right decisions. Let's look at the prequels. They clearly make wrong decisions. Um, and, and I enjoy that part where, where, and he says, for a fleeting moment, I felt I could do I get it. it. And it left as soon as it came. But you thought it. And it, it, it happens. Yeah, and I sat there going, dude, if it was a fleeting moment, close the damn lightsaber. Like, that was just one of those things where it's like, you know, if you were to turn that thing off quickly, this wouldn't have happened, you doofus. Well, sometimes you look it down at something and you're like, right. what did I just do? You know, and, and I get that. We'll talk later about Luke's story arc. I just, I have I have issue with it, but as you know, I it just didn't seem to follow his character as well as I would normally li- like in the things that happened. Um, so where do we get? Oh, so now um, they're on the ship, they're getting, ca- and... and if, Finn tells uh, Haldo what's going on. And here's she, she said, so wait, uh, she literally says. Poe says to Haldo what's going on. Finn is on um, Snoke's ship. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. And she goes, you put the survival of the resistance at risk. She said, so wait, an ex-stormtrooper and some girl. Like She, she still thinks of Finn as a, an ex-stormtrooper, which is where you could have gotten that hole. She was worried about getting too much information out. Um, at this point, why not explain to him how he screwed things up? At this point, just why not tell him, you did what? Do you even have an idea what you, like, there's no point to keep the information from him at this point other than to once again keep it from him. So now, I mean, he's already screwed up majorly, keeping the information from him, and now he does the mutiny, which I was like, ooh, mutiny, this is getting kind of crazy. Of course, his friends are doofuses because all she did was kick the steam at him and she took him back. And she's kind of, there's the one hint that she was actually something other than, just standing around like she was actually had lead stuff. Was like, oh, she kicked that at him, jumped in, took them all out. I'm like, oh, she could be kind of tough, but then we don't even get to see that. We get to see it through the screen. Um, and then she goes in when Leia showed up and shoots Poe. That was great. I like I like that. And of course, once again, she didn't know what was going on. Uh, her her daughter with three PO were there. They get taken. Uh, and then what was the whole that? I, 
all of that hostility, and then she's like, I like him. It's just like, what? Sure, you can like somebody and develop that into a leadership quality, but it's misplaced now. I mean, you could see potential. I guess. Um, I just didn't like that whole part. And then she's going to stay behind like, and do like that. Here's, here's the, we're in crisis mode, and I'm going to take the time to explain to him exactly what's going on. No, hell no. I got... I got bigger things on my mind than taking and, and explaining now my plan to this guy. No. We, we just got to go. Oh. Um, oh, and I was asking who those black cloak guys by the weird. What was with the weird radar? Why He kept he kept the curtains drawn the whole time. And then he had the little weird, weird, weird uh, half circle radar. I don't even think it, it was like. It was like a magnifying glass. Some, yeah, whatever it was, and they had those guys working it next to it that were like, I didn't even notice the first time they were in the movie because, and then they just disappeared. Um, but what, now we get to the part where where Ray goes to see. She she gets there and she tells Chewie to wait off to the side. Out. I did like the drop and take off. Yeah, so she he drops her, takes off. Uh, Kylo Ren, Ben brings her to Snoke. This is probably the best part of the movie. Like, just is just amazingly filmed. You can tell here. Now, we know Lucas based a lot of Star Wars off of the Hidden Fortress by Kurosawa. He was a huge Kurosawa fan. The wipes, uh, a lot of the film styles, all this stuff came from Kurosawa. Uh, and apparently, uh, Ryan Johnson went back and he was watching some of that stuff too. Um, because there was a lot of Ron and Kagamusha and other... Uh, other um, films from um, Kurosawa in that scene. It looked so like this. The, the, this I was like, what is with the red? I loved. I loved the contrast of that red throne room. Oh, it was just. It, it was looked, visually just stunning. Again, looked great. Filmed great. Um, you want to take this scene? Because I know you have a lot. Oh, no. You can start with it, and I'll, I'll correct you along the way. <laughs> um, I'm still wondering how far along Ben actually plans this. I think in the back of his head, he sort of had this plan beforehand. Like, somehow he could do it. Um, I think he was steeled to the plan. I think that when... when because he doesn't even even when he looks up, like there's there's a surprise, but he's holding it in when he said, "I d- when when." Yeah, Snoke and, and tells here's her, where I'm going to disagree that he had this all planned. I think that he thought this was an organic thing that was happening between him and Ray. And when Snoke admits to what he's done, because you look up, it, he looks up and he kind of has that. It's not really surprise, kind of a surprise, shocked look on his face, like wait, what? Right, because I, when yeah. when Snoke goes into his evil man monologue and says, "Where there where there was doubt, I now see you know conviction," uh, and that's because yes, Ben has made his decision. He's you're going to light up that lightsaber and kill your true enemy. But do you think he brought Ray there to give her over to Snoke? See, I just if if you're going to buy that they had this connection and there really was this strong connection between them, then I got to think he had something else in mind when he brought her there. I think he had something else in mind as well. And he has been saying However, the whole time, I told you we got to kill it all, burn it down. So I think he planned on getting rid of him earlier. Maybe he didn't know how, and it wasn't until 
Because he couldn't have planned to have the lightsaber sitting next to him on the thing. No, no, no. And I, I think that at that moment is when Ben decide, learned the the sheer amount of manipulation that he was under. Yeah. I think he didn't he didn't know. He didn't know. And that's when but, that's but, when that's when he makes his decision. I also think though when he after I think after part 1 where he's making fun of him saying you're just a kid playing in a mask and how in, that, the, in, that in was, the very beginning. Yeah. No. No, well you said it in the first one. All right, I thought I meant in the first part of the movie. I'm apologize. Um I think he was stealing himself to do something even back then. I think he was mad back then, and he knew something had to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. That's why he destroyed the mask. Yeah. And He's some- not a child in a mask. And something had to happen, and so I think he was—he didn't know what the plan— And I think he steeled himself once that happened, and he saw the light, because yeah, I know what I have to do. And then that was great, where he sits monologuing. I love when you kill a bad guy. That's like from The Incredibles. Don't start monologuing. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. And he goes, and that is the the, the height of his pride. And I'm going to use the word pride and not hubris because he used it too many times in this film. But was, I am untouchable. I'm unstoppable. I, you know, it's like, oh, you, something's something's going to happen. And then I see him turning it, and, the, and I look. And the narration was a little ham fisted, but it was nice for the to help with the audience. You could see as the audience gasps but, as the as the lightsaber right because. Moves. Because that whole thing is, if he can read his mind so well, how did he get away with this? Well, because he's turning the lightsaber, and now he kills a true enemy. And then the the face, <gasps> and then he rips it through, cuts his hands off because <laughs> it's just at that height. Oh, it was so good. Oh, when they pull it through, and she grabs the hilt. Yeah, now magnificent. I, I I feel this is another one of those, you know, drop dead JJ moments where JJ set all this stuff up, and then Ryan Johnson. Maybe didn't like where it was going, or so. I'm just wondering how much input other people had into that because it just seemed like another one of those. You know, you wrote this, and I have to go this way, and I don't want to go that way, so I'm going to do this because now, what is JJ going to do? JJ's been written into a box here with some of this stuff. I think JJ's creative enough to get out of it. I hope so. I hope so. But now that okay, one of the best fight scenes outside of the last two minutes of Rogue One. And the fight between Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Episode 3. One of the best lightsaber fights you're going to see. You get to see the guard actually do it, be in the guard. Yeah, the guard that actually does stuff? Yeah. Oh, that was such a good fight scene. And just some of the moves that they did and things. And that was stuff from books, too. The turning off the lightsaber and dropping it so you can reach around and grab it. I've seen that in, in other movies and other things. When they went back to back, the audience cheered. Yes, because they did. They looked at each other. It was like a slow motion as they both turned. And it was like, oh, they're going to get. Oh, I was so excited about that. Like in that fight. And I still didn't know who was going to go. If he was going to go good after that. But I knew that he just killed Snoke. And I well, knew I that liked, this fight there, was There was one spot in the fight where um, three Praetorian guards are coming at him. And he stops. And you can see that he's his eyes are closed. And he's try, he's sensing where everybody is as they all three start to come at him yep. and then he starts taking them out. Oh, and let's But it, let me let me just point this out real quick. They went back to back. The the audience loved it, right? We we've, we've talked about this um before. But think of what Ryan Johnson just did. He had you cheering for the guy who killed Han Solo. Yes, he did. You were. Che- I kind of hate I him for that. I want everybody to take a look at themselves and say, 
yeah, I kind of cheered when when Ray and and Ben hook up and and fight. <laughs> and I didn't realize those were curtains until they started burning when she threw that part at the thing. And I was like, wait, literally, they're curtains? You just had the curtains drawn? The curtains, father. Okay. Uh, but when the curtains burned, can I just say, okay, everyone makes fun of J.J. Abrams because of the lens flare. And even, like, his mom pointed out to him, and he cut back on the lens flare because that was something he was overusing between uh, his early films and then the Star Trek films. Ryan Johnson with the burning bits of ash, the little orange bits of burning yeah, stuff Yeah, but you needed everywhere. that in that scene. That was awesome. But it was at the, it was in Luke's flashback. I mean, everywhere. And it was on the, when all the explosions Fire is happened. powerful. Everybody in this movie should have burnt, singed hair and, and cigarette burns all over their clothes because there's burning ash falling everywhere. But, okay, beautiful scene, wonderfully executed. The fight scene was great. Um, and then the, where she's like, let's stop this. And she does. Then when she realizes, he, and he yells at her too. You're not, you're not listening or whatever it was he says when he screams. Well, and that's, you know, and that's an issue. I think um, we've, t- we've had this discussion before of, of Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is, he wants to go dark. He wants to be dark, right? But he, he can't control the rage. He cannot control the outbursts. He just can't. He can't do it. Yeah, but see, once he again, with the light it. side calling him in the beginning, I really thought he was going to go good and Ray was going to go bad. And that's what I wanted to see. Not for any particular reason other than it was not what people were necessarily expecting. And it would be cool to see a really tough just Ray go psycho bad because here's one of my other problems. We get to the next scene. Well, let's okay. First, she's begging him to. I mean, that was so bad. Don't it do all. this. Let it all and go. And he's just like not burnt. And that, and he and he calls it all out. And that's Jedi, Sith, Resistance. The, create a new order. Yeah, not the first. Get it, Did anybody of, expect Blue Monday to play? I was expecting Blue <laughs> Monday to play. He. Uh, that's where I really sympathize with him at this point. Where I realized it was that guy is. Broken. And see, oh, that's really why you is. like him. You like the broken characters. You love the Joker. You love Holden Caulfield. You like you you your Severus heart. Snape. Sever yeah, your heart goes out for the broken guys. I do. And he is. He needs her. When his lip quivers and he's like, please join with me. I don't know if he's manipulating yeah, the, the her please. a bit or if he's serious, but everybody who he's really, really cared about has either sent him away or betrayed him. Well, that's why I said he's had two masters. Uh huh. And he's be- betrayed by both. And he is just how, so... How trusting would you be after something like that? He wants to... Light side, dark side? Right. You've, you've been betrayed by both of them. He wants Create to a new kill order. them all, though. I mean, but he, he literally... He's the guy who wants to watch the galaxy burn at this point. Like, he's going to burn down everything to the point where nobody else can hurt him again. This That's the whole thing. Uh, it's just... It's fantastic. Now, then they get into the fight over the lightsaber... And she beats him again. Or she doesn't lose to him. Where, you know, now he's not torn. Now he's not as torn. Now he's done the thing he wants to do. He's not wounded. He's not punching his side to channel the dark side. He goes up against her, and she holds her own against him to the point where they break the lightsaber. And you know what? I say she wins because she was unconscious for far less time than him. Grabbed both parts of the lightsabers, found Snoke's ship, escape ship, and got the heck out of there before he even woke up. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then you get Hux, which was just oh, when Hux goes to pull his gun, he's like, I'm going to kill this guy. Because <laughs> Hux does not like him. They don't oh, they like hate each, each other. other. I think this is going to be interesting in episode nine. This fight. I think it's going to be great. Between Hux and, and Hux is gonna, um, at some Supreme point, Leader. Hux is going to get tired of getting battered around because they, they did kind of turn him into a bit of a buffoon in this movie. And well, I don't you know what? Like and we've much. listened to different things about this. And somebody had said, you know, you could have made him a Tarkin and you made him a joke. Which is true. You could have made him a Tarkin. Well, I mean, and if he's if he's a psychopath, you know what I'm saying? If they say he's a rabid cur, because he did, they got the they got the droid. Uh, they're going to find Luke Skywalker before we do. Let's blow up five planets to stop that. D- dang, like he does. Uh, he is kind of crazy, which is one of the reasons I didn't buy the whole. Let's just chase him. They'll run out of fuel eventually, and we'll have them. You know, giant plot hole. Let's just send another ship ahead and catch him in a pincer move. Like, yeah, I wasn't thrilled with the with the O.J. Simpson. Um, yeah, I mean, line, it's just once again huge again, hole in the plot. A, it, there was no reason but, for that to happen. But I said, okay, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll I let it go. I'll go with it. But this whole film is just full of unnecessary. I mean, not, none of this should have happened. Basically, none of this should have happened the way it happened. But. Um, so he goes there, and I just when uh, I do like, I do like um, when uh, when he does pull the gun on him, and then he puts it away real quick, and then uh, Ben blames Ray for killing Stoke. Like he's not gonna, he's, uh, she's not here. I'll blame her. <laughs> um, but we did kind of skip with the uh, when they got caught, how DJ. Gives them up. And I just, once again, I love how he's in it for him. We got caught. Hey, listen, we got caught. I cut a deal. I'm not dying for your revolution. I don't care about you. You know, hey, you bl- they blow you up today. You'll blow them up tomorrow. And he takes his money and leaves. You're wrong. Maybe. Like, there's just nothing to this guy. It was, I loved that. I love somebody having someone who's true neutral in these films where nobody's ever neutral. Right. No, I agree. Because I think there's a lot more people out there like that yeah because even Maz who's just she's just running her place but boy and there you got people from both sides there you obviously had people both there you know the girl comes out oh we found the BB unit tell the empire tell the first order uh tell the resistance but Maz is just running her place but she's still kind of sides she's talking to Han she likes one side more than the other mm-hmm. um so Poe wakes up <laughs> your mutiny failed but you know no harm no foul I just He's not getting punished for that. Like I know Leia likes him, but there's no. Yeah, you just committed mutiny. Like it, there's there's a whole lot of Poe not getting in trouble for stuff Poe should be getting in trouble for. I mean that. I mean we all know at this point, if he had never sent Finn and Rose to that place, then DJ would have never given them up, and those thirty ships would not have been blown up. Like like everybody dead in this film could kind of be traced back to Poe. And basically, at the end, Leia's like, "That's okay. You're a good pilot, and you're a good. You got a good heart." Like, how is he not being executed? Um, um, because even before that, the resistance is down to at the beginning uh, of three ships and four hundred people. Uh, okay, yeah, that's true. Um. Oh, and when did Star Wars get cloaking? That's a Star Trek thing. Like, I know Star Trek can cloak. When did Star Wars get cloaking? And why aren't a lot? Of, why aren't they using this a lot? Like, because I mean, he said they were cloaked. Yes, lots of cloaking here. Lots of cloaking going on. Which Star Wars has never had cloaking in anything. And once again, I'm not saying they can't have it. 
I'm just saying it's an awful. Once again, it's just. I think we need to go back to Scarif and see what's in those archives of the Empire. Pl- there's plot armor going on here. <laughs> there must be some cloaking in there with the hyperspace um, tracking. Okay, and now we get to the coolest, best, worst thing in the movie. Which the now the best scene once again that fight. This is just about the coolest thing in the movie though, when she turns that ship around. Oh yes. Now I've said it before. I'll say it again. Admiral Akbar in that ship, turning it, talking to himself, sitting there, changing the ship. Hux is like, oh, it's empty. And he looks, Hux. Hey, David. Yep. Let the past die. No, no. Give Admiral Akbar a good death. Kill He's it if you have to. Instead of introducing a character that nobody cares about, and uh, that okay, and it's not a it, let me again. It's not an introduction to a new character for some people. But but for the movies, it it totally is. And didn't build her up to any way that I care. And guess you have what? A character hold on, hold on, hold on. Guess what? Huh. They all die anyway. Uh, I just want Ad- I just want Admiral Akbar to turn the ship and look and be like, "Oh, Hux, you thought this was a diversion, but it's a trap." And then hit it, and the theater would have exploded. The actual theater would have exploded if he would have said, "This is a trap." And then, yes. boom, light speed in it, <laughs> right through there. And then that cool anime shot where it goes silent and you see the the four. Oh, you angles. know what I liked it was all the star destroyers getting taken out by the explosion. That was cool. And this leads me to an issue. This is probably my last issue with the film. Because that was the coolest thing. If this is a thing, then all these other battles are... I mean, seriously. Back in, y- in the Yavin case, if you, why not take a couple of ships and light speed them at the Death Star? Or at least... At, or, or well, at some, and, some, and my some thought some... on this is... Um, you don't want to blow up ships if it's difficult for you to replace them. The Empire then... Had lots of resources. The First Order seems to have quite a few resources. The Resistance and the Rebels never have, right? They've scrapped for everything that they have. And so you don't just willy-nilly go ahead and slam it in there and hope that you hit it in the right place and that it blows up. Well, they've got some support, and they obviously have money because it says they're buying ships from these guys. Yes, but not at the rate that the First Order is buying it. Well, uh, how about this? Where you're running out of shit. Hey, the medical cruiser is running out of gas. How about before it runs out of gas, you turn it around and you light speed the medical cruiser into them? Um, because I don't think it have the impact that a that the uh, main radish ship does. It's bigger and it's more powerful. Yeah, but if you can do that and take stuff out, why not? Why not? I, I don't of think. Sacrifice, I, I don't think that a medical ship would would be able to cut off one of the wings. On Snoke's ship, and maybe not Snoke's ship, but directed at one of the one of the, you would take down at least one star destroyer, rather than just letting it get blown up. No, I don't know. Yeah, it, it would what, getting what blown it? up? Well, they blew up. The it medical, had no. It, it had more. No more gas. Well, it was I'm saying done. before it gets to no gas, when well, you got enough to one. The whole idea is jump. you're hoping that you get figure something out and keep your ship. But no, because they had a plan, and the plan was to get to that planet. That was obviously her plan. And when this one ran out of, it's running out of gas. It's not going to make it. So light speed it into that. I'm just saying, light speeding ships and the things that are going to take out do that much damage. Okay. We, we'll need to move on because uh, it's getting a little late. I just think and, that opens up a, I think a whole can of. Plot worms that you did, and I'm not. I'm just. I'm saying plot wise, it opens a whole can of worms uh, to why can't you use this in other in other situations? And I think there's perfectly rational reasons why you don't randomly just blow up ships. Well, you lost a whole lot of ships in a lot of these battles, and so take one of them. Yeah, in a battle, and and the whole idea is is in a battle that you're not going to blow up all your ships, right? Because when they go for the dreadnought. 
Their idea was not to take out their own bombers, and True. that's what happens. Right, but I'm just saying when you if, if you you know you can kamikaze some stuff. So, um, oh, once again, did I talk about the? Ed- I, I want to go back real quick. The, the editing in. Um, I wanted to talk about that last bit. Uh, we talked about some of the editing earlier. The editing in the fight between Ray and Kylo Ren. Long shots. Wide shots. Wide shots. Um, Marvel does a lot. And don't get me wrong. I enjoy the Marvel movies. But when you get into these big battles with half sec- 40 half-second cuts in, in, you know, in a row, I can't tell who's where, what's going on. I appreciate the editing in this film, how they did keep everything so I could tell what was happening. Um, that's that that people don't do that today in fight scenes. Everything's up close and fast and jumping around, and they didn't do that. And I really appreciate that, uh, so we can see how awesome it was. Um, now, before we get down to the plan, I just have one last question. Um, did Phasma? Okay, Phasma. We totally skipped over how she just got t- because she did nothing in the film. How she fell in the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, basically she fell in the fire. Now I don't think she's dead because we didn't see the body. Um. And they, they often do that. I know, and her armor's made out of uh, Palpatine's yacht hull. Now, that you re- you read that. And s- is that why it was able to deflect? A, a f- That's, it's from the Visual Dictionary. for Oh, Force from the Visual Dictionary. Okay, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Rose shoot her square in the chest and it bounced off? Yeah. Yeah, her, her armor's constructed of um, Palpatine's. So that's Got. better stuff than the okay. So her armor is because I was like, wait, did she just deflect a bullet? Because she did. Okay, so that so she has better armor though. Okay, that's she does. All right, so now we get to let's get to the final scene. Um, they're on crate. Is it crate? It is crate. Okay, they get to crate. Uh, they get there. Um, they close the doors. I don't know why the doors are th- that far open in the first place, but yeah, they get in. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, you don't need them open ten times her size. Just keep them open seven feet. You know, like it's just enough to see out of. Or, or how about we know they're coming? Close the damn door. Yeah, you don't have to wait until they're right there to close the doors. Not like you're going to run out of air. Um, so they're coming. Um, Hawks Parks. Five blocks away for no reason. So they got to drag everything in. And I, th- I, w- I wonder if it, it definitely has to be kept a certain distance, it would appear, from the door, because otherwise they would have dragged it closer. Yep. But, um, and I don't know if you had to drag it to really get it into place. Uh, create. It seemed like static. it was an excuse to know. have some time for them to have the cool fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Poe, apparently, oh, I mean, Finn, apparently Finn's idea of no longer running and being a coward is becoming a suicide pilot. Uh, I don't know if I like that. It was basically an excuse for Rose to give one of the nicest sentiments in the movie. We don't kill what we hate. We save what we love. Yeah, we're going to win by. And she does like him. It was so funny because she gave him so much grief throughout the I know where the, how we, we got to figure out a way we're getting out of here. I know where the escape pods are. Of course you do. Like, oh, that, she's just not nice to him. Um. I don't know about the Finn pilot uh, wanting to be a suicide pilot. Um, I don't know that Poe losing six of his 13 ships and then realizing we can't kill this was, I mean, I, you know, his story arc it just seemed a little weak. Uh, that big gun. He had to lead. L- yeah. Like I said at the beginning is we had no leaders. That big gun was the main, gu- was the main gun of the ship from the bad guy ship from uh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Remember yeah. Saris's ship? I mean, another thing that they just stole the look of it from. Well, let's let it, well, let's finish and we'll talk about bar- sure. borrowing from other things. 
Um, okay, so then we get to the cool battle. Luke showing up was kind of awesome. Um, did you? I mean, you realized what Harrison looked at me. He goes, "He had time to get a haircut," and I said, "Dude, there's something up because." His beard is all brown. Like his, he has, there's no gray. He's, I'm like, he's not gray. He's like Grecian style. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm like, sorry. No. Like, I'll, all I thought was like, he went to Bowricks. Um, I will say, I think they made a mistake having his lightsaber be blue. If he was going to be the old Luke, it needed to be green. It needed to be the green lightsaber because the blue one was destroyed. It's just just earlier up in the ship. So that should have been a hint when he was actually using Anakin's however, lightsaber. That something however, was weird. Ben Solo was so enraged. I don't think that he would have noticed that detail. Well, and the other thing could be that he did bring the temp thing down around him, and the green lightsaber is the, the uh, what is it, the scholar lightsaber, and the blue lightsaber is the warrior lightsaber. So he that might have just true. shown up with the blue lightsaber as the warrior lightsaber. Um, amazingly cool scene. I did start to cry a little bit when he went to talk to Leia and to apologize, and he leans in and gives her a kiss. They haven't seen each other in, what? So, at least, like, what? It's been th- it's been at least five years. It seems like it's been five years. Yeah, I know everyone keeps saying thirty years. No, it's been thirty no. years since Star Wars. Yeah, it's but they haven't seen each other in years. And here they at the end of all things, you know, nobody comes when they call. That was so. I was like, oh, you you rotten rest. Of the, but you know what? I don't blame the rest of the galaxy. Hey, we're about to get wiped out here. Come help us. Uh, no, they blew up five planets last time. Someone tried to help you guys. We're not. We're not. Self preservation kicks in at some point. Yeah. So it's sitting there, and a spark goes out, and then Luke shows up and walks out there and stands there with a laser sword against the entire First Order. Um, as you said, Kylo has no control over his rage. No, no kidding. <laughs> Fire everything. Even, even Hawks. Like, you, Hawks, the rabid cur. You think you got that man? <laughs> like, do you think you got it? Oh, and he steps and he does that. Oh, God. Luke Skywalker is just so awesome. He always has been. The little hand flick, and then Kylo Ren goes down. And once again, Hux warns him not to, and so he throws him against a wall. Ha ha, very funny. Hux is going to get mad about being slapped around after a little while. And that's what I'm waiting for. And, um, and Hux can control his rage. Yes, he can. Um, I can't save him. My son's gone. No one's ever really gone. I don't think that is like a when you die, you're still in their soul. I think that Ben isn't really gone. It's not just Kylo Ren that's there. You know? Oh, I think we have a definite dichotomy going on here. Yeah. And and no, Luke can't save him. But Ray some, can but, save yeah, him. Yeah, I can't save him. So, yeah, he's out there. Um, the fight scene was cool. I didn't notice the no that when his foot moved, it didn't scrape anything like the way you noticed it the first viewing. Yeah. Um, That whole fight was just I mean, him just not fighting. He actually doesn't ever swing. He dodges everything. That's all he does is dodge. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I was waiting for him to do something. Then he wasn't there. And I was like, oh. Uh, somebody, I heard somebody else question if why he died maybe was because if he's really projecting himself down there and he was solid for a while, then maybe when the lightsaber goes cuts through him. Uh, maybe you know when it cuts through him, but he's not really there, and then he sticks the lightsaber right through, and then it cuts while he's poking him. It cuts back to Luke floating there, and you see Luke Luke's face. No, I, I, like, I, I don't. Any... I don't think so. I because at the very beginning with the with the force time, um, he tells Ben would, says yeah. you're not doing this. The the effort would kill you. Yeah. So even for Luke, a Jedi Master, 
he's not only projecting himself, but he's interacting. That's yep. a lot of effort. Yep. That is, yeah. It was just, it was really cool. And then, <laughs> see you around, kid. God, I love Luke Skywalker. I love Mark Hamill. He sits there. Yeah. If you if, if you hurt if you try to strike me down in anger, I'll be there. Just when like he, your father. Oh yeah, uh, dude. He just egged him on there too. You knew that had to piss him off. That wasn't something that was going to calm him down or get him thinking. That was just going to push him. Well, you know, he was ticked off that that this had all happened. But as they're walking, as he's walking through um, the rubble base on crate, you can see that it's um, I, I like he's still hurting. Oh, yeah. As he's going through it, and he's on his knees, and he's holding the dice, and the dice disappear. Yeah, that last bit, he picks up this little reminder of his dad, and they're gone. That's not even oh, there was so much good in that part with with that going on. And then they get out, and Ray 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 makes things float. Which, yeah. and once again, doing it just—I mean, dude, she seemed to do that pretty easy. You know, for uh, there was a lot of rocks. She gets well, it all going. Yeah, but I totally buy that. Remember when Luke says, I've never seen a power this strong Yeah. since Ben Solo. Yeah, I get that. I and get that. It didn't I wasn't afraid of it then. And it I, should be now, yeah. yeah. Um And then that's pretty much it. Then they get away. Yeah, Mr. Know it all over here forgot like the a huge Forgot the huge part here about um, Luke and Yoda. Kind of a big deal. Uh, I didn't take the notes on that because I really liked that part. I didn't write anything down about it. I think it might have been nice. Now, I don't mind Yoda. Uh, I, in fact, I liked this Yoda because this was Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Yeah, this is Empire Yoda. This was giggling, laughing Yoda. This was Yoda with actual puppet Yoda. Not the CGI Yoda, but it looked like the old Yoda. He had the like the, the jowls under the chin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great scene. I know some people said it might have been better if it was Anakin who showed up. Get Hayden Christensen in there and have Anakin, have have father talk to son. And here, what you needed to do though is is because what Yoda says reveals so much. Yeah. About what's going to happen, and the fact that it's given in Yoda speak, it makes you have to sit and think about it a bit more. Well, and also Yoda was his trainer. For- it's about your failure as a as a as a master. As a master. So have that master who actually because tra- because Anakin never trained anybody you know he actually never re- well, well and he was actually never given the rank of master ever either mm-hmm. uh, whereas you got this so I I do like that it was Yoda that showed up um, I didn't realize seeing it the fir- the first time where he said there's nothing he keeps calling the books the books the books and he says there's nothing in the library Ray doesn't already possess it's like oh you know she stole all the books you knew you were just burning the tree. Yep. Because she actually, there is nothing in the library. Yes, because she possesses all the books. There's nothing in that library because she stole all the books. Because if Luke's just going to lay there and die, she's not going to let the Jedi Order die. She's going to keep it going. Um, that was a great scene. Um, I was surprised when Yoda was solid enough to wonk him on the head as a Force ghost because I didn't think they could do that. But New Force powers. No, it was fine. I was. I don't have a problem with it. Um, Yoda's been waiting a while, I think, to whack him on the head. I, yeah, I wonder how many of them are, like, if you manage to become a Force ghost, can you just stick, because are we going to get to see Qui-Gon or, 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 or Ben Kenobi or, or Anakin? Because, I mean, if Yoda's lasted this long, apparently they don't just fade away. Uh, if they're one with the Force, they're, they're there, apparently for a while. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to go back and see them. But I, like, I liked Yoda's speech about 
the thing that we can teach them the most is failure. Hey, it's, uh, I've, I've read that in so many books, and it's true. I mean, you learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You learn from failure more than you learn. You know, if you succeed at everything you do the first time you try, you may not know why you're succeeding. It takes messing it up to learn. I like when he said the biggest burden is that they pass us. There's that they, there they well, you know, and that's like a parent thing. Yeah. The biggest burden of being a parent is when your kids grow up and don't need you anymore. When they're their own person, they've gone, they've, they've gone past needing you to teach them. That's the hardest thing to bear. Unless you have our children who are pretty much incapable of anything. anything. So, um, oh, you know what else I did like? He calls him Luke there at the end. He calls him young Skywalker most of the time. <laughs> it's just like, Luke, they're like almost as equals again. Not as, not as, a, not as a, an apprentice, not as a, a learner, but now we're just these two old masters sitting there. And... Uh, the sacred text. That, that whole scene was just great. I can't believe I forgot that. I didn't write that down. Is there any other scenes I forgot? Anything else that you want to talk about? Because now we. I thought Yoda was pretty a pretty big one. Yeah, I can't believe I missed Yoda as we're going through this. Um, so good. That was that was so good. See, and once again, I was so upset by all the weird left turns, and so upset by what. And I will still talk about this. Luke's story arc still annoys me, um, and the giant plot holes still annoy me, but. I think there was so much good in this film that as long as they as as long as they dig themselves out of some of the weird things they did in the first one, I'll be fine with I'll be fine with this. I think. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, maybe in the minority here. I'm perfectly happy that Ray's parents are nobodies. Um, whether or not I believe Ben's story of that they were they sold her for drinking money and. Are buried in a pauper's grave. I don't know, but I do think her parents weren't of the illustrious but then bloodline. Did the force? I think that's her. great. And I think if- I know, and I don't don't know if that's happening because if you look at that last scene where the little boy calls the broom to him using the force, it would appear that he is nobody from nowhere as yeah. well. I like that. It's giving, it's giving the force back to the people and not concentrating so much on this bloodline. Because did you care who Qui-Gon Jinn's parents were? No. Well, there were a lot of Jedi. Did you care who Obi-Wan's parents were? Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one. And Luke Skywalker saved him. The Skywalkers are awesome. But that's the first one we've ever had of them. There were thousands of years of Jedis before... Oh, I know. The Skywalkers. Oh, and there's other cool to, stories I want to hear. I'd like decided to, see, to screw yeah. up the galaxy for everybody. They didn't screw up the galaxy for everybody. I blame the Emperor and his cool mechanisms. I will say this if we're going to talk about that, I still think the Emperor, uh, especially given the first three movies, which were not that good, but talk about one of the coolest. Just manipulative, manipulative characters in all of these well, things. He had like a six was, movie development. Yeah, too. he was so good, so good. So, um, okay, one last thing before we wrap up and give like the big final thoughts or things we want to talk about, big bigger ideas. So, um, I guess that's it. Actually, I want to talk about Luke's story arc. That's my big, my biggest beef that we didn't really get to sit down with it because I just, it still upsets me. I'm still hurt. This is this is the part where I where I where I'm I get I get. I get salty. Yeah, and I totally disagree with you. Uh, come on. First of all, not only... Okay, I said this at Christmas when we were sitting and talking about it. You get a three movies where Luke Skywalker saves the galaxy. He's a hero. He saves his dad. 
who everybody says is irredeemable. He's got all this optimism, all this hope. He does all this great stuff. And then what happens? You turn around and, and basically he dies thinking it was all for nothing. Like almost nothing happened. Or about to die. Now I will say this. The thing that made me not really hate the movie is as I'm watching it again, all the stuff that Luke says throughout this whole movie that upset me turns out to be absolutely wrong. He says the galaxy doesn't need a legend. But you get those kids telling the legend of Luke Skywalker standing up to the thing. He becomes that legend again, which is helping with that spark. The people talk about the legend of Luke Skywalker. He says the Jedi should end. And they're going to end, all this stuff. But then at the very end, he's like, well, I'm not the last Jedi. Ray is not going to let it end. Luke was just wrong through the whole picture. So all of the stuff that he was angry about that was upsetting me, I realized that I just, I, 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 my, my biggest beef is that they took someone who was this hero and they broke him so bad at the end. Um, and then it took him saving them in that bit to maybe realize. And that's what I'm saying. As, as I wrote out the notes and I saw this, Maybe he realized when he told Kylo Ren. Maybe he realized that he was wrong about some of these things. And that's kind of what saved it for me and is pulling me back. Is when he sits there and says, you're wrong about all this. They're not done. The war is just beginning. And I'm not the last Jedi. That's like, oh, okay. Maybe you realize you came back for that hero moment. And it's, it wasn't until what well, we saw it the last time this week. And I was taking these notes that I realized maybe I'm not so upset about it. But just I couldn't, I couldn't believe Luke would pull it on his... And then would just exile himself for that long and just want to die over it. I'm like, dude, you, this is the guy who wants to make things right. He's got to be a hero. He's got to be the hero. I think at the end he does redeem himself as the hero when he realizes that a lot of this whininess, the whiny Luke was wrong and that the Jedi are going to go on and that the galaxy still is going to keep going uh, with the fight. So that's my thoughts right there. I don't that. agree. Well, what do you think? I'm sorry. I think that um, sometimes the hero complex that you've set yourself up with is your biggest downfall. And it's going to drag you down. Because you can't live up to... One day you realize you can't live up to those expectations because nobody's perfect all the time. Despite what you what you think or what people say about you. There's always kernels of self-doubt. If there aren't kernels of self-doubt, then then you're not the hero. You should always be questioning what you do. You can question it. I just—he was just—I didn't want to see him that broken. And he had to die. I don't want. Oh, I, I don't have a problem with that. And what a beautiful way to go! Him just doing that and saving them, and then just giving himself to the force at the end. Which I did, okay. Was he going to die no matter what? I mean, did he give himself to the force? Did he die and go into the force? Because Yoda sort of died and then went off into the force. No, I think this was more of an Obi Wan. An Obi Wan just giving exit, himself yeah. right. I mean, he was about to die well, anyway, I mean, just as Obi Wan was about to die. So well, and. You know, he couldn't do another fight scene because yeah. Elgin is a little old. Because Qui-Gon went into the force. He was the first one to do it, and he died. Like, he got stabbed right through the heart with that lightsaber. So that was, a, I died and went in. Yoda died and went in. But Ben and Luke sort of gave himself right before they died, mm-hmm. which is cool. I, I, I'm i cool with that. So you have any final bits and things you want to discuss? Any themes, any ideas? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about maybe your favorite character and your worst character through for the... Last Jedi. Well, who uh, you obviously have the. I didn't prep this, so. No, I just wrote it down now. Oh, so who's your favorite? Oh, well, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me ben guess. Ben Solo is my favorite character. Ben Solo. It doesn't even say Kylo Ren. Ben Solo. You. If anybody could see my desk at work. That's kind of funny. Um, I think, I think uh, Kylo Ren had an amazing arc in this film. 
I thought you saw the growth. I think you saw the fall. I think you saw the internal struggle that happens even more. I think he was far more vulnerable in this film than he was in the last. Um, the last film I thought felt he was much more angry. And while he's still got that rage, like I've said before, I think that betrayal by two masters helps me understand what fuels that rage. And I think that's a very important point to, to, to bring up. Um, My worst character, I'll be honest with you, is Finn. I didn't think his story really went anywhere. And for a janitor, he seems to know a hell of a lot about everything. And I'm kind of tired of that. Uh, You know what? By hexagonal, blah, 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 codes. and. Well, I mean, you got to understand how things work. But seriously, why did they make him a janitor then, of all things? Why was he a janitor? Yeah, so I I just, it's like, where where is this all coming from? I mean, it's great that they've got someone who was a stormtrooper, who understands the inner workings of things. But then to say he was just a janitor, it's like, what would they... Because I wasn't thrilled with this whole Canto Bite thing. Um, I just thought that his character was a waste in this film. He was wasted, and Rose was kind of wasted along with him because mm-hmm. she was at least interesting too. She, she could she could have been an inter- a far more interesting character, and I hope to see, we see something of that in um, the next episode. But uh, that's where my biggest disappointment was was in Finn because you know she started off hero worshiping him, but then she shocks him with that thing. You know when he's trying to leave, she blasts him, and she's going to turn him in, and by the end she's in love with him. Like where did all of that come from? I it's not. The movie didn't earn all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, I give I will give honorable mention to Kylo Ren because he is the most developed character. So I Ray's give, very developed, and I I liked Ray in the first one. I really like Ray in this one. I'll be making a costume for Ray. She's got more hero de- Ray. She has more development, but I think the, the most developed. So I'll give honorable mention to to Kylo Ren. Uh, my favorite still Luke Skywalker, and I think I kind of talked myself into liking his story arc almost there at the end. When because I think at the end he realizes that Who's he was your worst not right. Character? I was. I. Th- I think I'm. I think I'm with you. Although I don't like what they did with Hux. I don't like them turning him into a goof. Um, because that guy who died on the dreadnought was better than uh, than Hux. Oh, Captain Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. he was kind of awesome. Um, yeah, Finn and Rose were just wasted. They were wasted. That whole thing was wasted. Um, I would say my least favorite character might be the guy with the plum bloom because they never actually developed that character, but he wasn't really a character. He had one line. So did Phasma. But uh, I guess I'm going to give it to Finn and Rose, but I, I would say, oh, could it be Haldo? There were too many undeveloped characters that just didn't, they were they were thrown in there and just didn't didn't do a lot. I had I have more, more dislike characters than, than like. One. That's hard to choose. Maybe I'll give it to Haldo. You already picked Finn and Rose. Or Finn. Finn. I didn't pick Rose. Just Finn. You yeah. can pick Finn. Maybe. Maybe Give me a copycat. It's okay. Maybe I'll give it to Haldo. Because I just thought that she didn't need to be in there. You could have totally had Admiral Akbar do that role. So, And had the same movie. So I'll give it to Haldo. Uh, that's it. Wow. we that, that was almost the length of the film. But we really picked that apart, I think. Sure did. Yeah. So overall, I did come around to this film. I hated it the first night. I seen it several times. I do like it. It's not my favorite of the Star Wars films. But I did really enjoy um, 
it for what it is. Uh, just the the and other Star Wars films have glaring plot holes too. I mean, some of them have problems with them, but this was just everything in this. Like nothing in this film should have happened this way. Like if anyone was using their brains. So that was my thought. But uh, there is a lot of good in here and a lot of cool stuff. And I get to see Luke Skywalker again before he died. He'll be back. Cranky old Luke Skywalker. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my lawn. Oh, yeah, he is going to be back because, yeah, he said see you around. You know he's going to come back force ghosting it. Totally. So, Can't wait to see new force powers. Ready for it. So that's the first, and uh, probably they won't always go this long, uh, Garage Gamer. Garage Gamer 1, we're back. Thank you again to all the patrons who made this possible. Um, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash garagehammer. Um, any sort of uh, donation, if you're interested in donating to the show, would uh, help the show out greatly. Keep Garage Hammer and Garage Gamer going. Heather, thanks for coming on and spending the evening doing this with me. Um, you know you wanted to do this. You know you like talking about Star Wars. I've seen it nine times. All right. So, folks, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next month with another Garage Gamer. I, might, I think we're going to be talking about an actual game. I think being, uh, I think uh, it'll be uh, probably Alex and I talk about a game. But there might be other times we're talking about stuff like this, whether it's cool stuff on TV or cool movies or books or something like that. We'll pick them apart, talk about things. Because that's what Garage Gamer is, just stuff that's not Age of Sigma. So, folks, thank you for listening, and we will be back next month with Garage Gamer number two. Have a pleasant evening. And may the force be with you. <laughs> I got that. That's what I you did there. Wait to see if you were going to do it, and you didn't, so I did it. All right. Bye, folks.